Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, folks. This is, of course, Coxie from Lost Art of Wrestling. Uh, before the start of this episode, just a brief disclaimer that there is, um, in the second half of the episode from about 1 hour 20-something onwards, there is a sort of audible buzzing noise in the background this is due to my laptop being a bit of a twat and uh unfortunately it is it's not the high quality well semi high quality audio you're normally used to i have salvaged it as best as i can but unfortunately it's, there's not much else i can do with it um so you may just have to bear with it uh we do apologize and hopefully it won't happen again in future um but otherwise, enjoy the show. to another edition of the Lost Art of Wrestling. Kayfabe. <laughs> Such a bellend. What? This is not Kayfabe. It is Kayfabe. Oh, God. It's going to work. <laughs> Trust me. The first episode of 2017 ruined. That's it. We're off the air now. <laughs> Cancelled. <laughs> We've only been back like two minutes. Yeah. Well, not... 24 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Yes, it's our first 2017 episode, the December episode. It's a bit late for December, mate. I don't even know what date is anymore. I'm still on that loop of bank holidays and shit. Oh, well. So, it's currently Tuesday somewhere in like 2057. Blame Coxie's booking for the delay. The talent was available. <laughs> what? <laughs> Such a cheesy grin I'm being given whilst he holds his last art of podcasting mug. Yes. One of only four in existence. <laughs> Copyright 2017. Um, no, yes, we're, we are back. Yeah. After a brief hiatus. Yeah. Um, Still not doing Heatwave 98. We might do, if we run out of topics. Well, we'll see. Which is probably an inevitability with this one. Well, we'll see. <laughs> it's more I'm, a time constraint. <laughs> that as well. Maybe. I'm about as prepared as uh, an unprepared man. Well, you should be prepared. You're the booker. <laughs> I just show up, you know, present yeah, gold. You're, you're meant to show up and present gold, and you're just presenting me shit. Fuck off. <laughs> present audio gold every time. The non-award winning podcast that hasn't won an award. Yet. So, Teddy, how many hookers have you had? 
over Christmas. <laughs> no, and I'm married. <laughs> oh, I thought we were doing a whole Austin Teddy thing, like here at the ranch, you know. Teddy, how many hookers did you have before Christmas? <laughs> I don't know, I don't listen. <laughs> I've told you this. <laughs> I, know, I thought you may have sort of given it another try, but... Uh, no, I haven't picked it back up yet. Mm. Mainly because I've got that many podcasts I listen to. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. Like I say, same story every time, innit? Yeah. Uh, I've got to talk about. Let's talk to Teddy. <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a deer. Yeah, I, I fed it. Yeah. Oh, and we've I, changed the feed that we feed the deers with. <laughs> That's oh, important. And, and there's we've a, got this new feed. I suggest you buy this new feed. While I'm talking about this, why don't you go and download this app so you can shoot deers like you're at the Broker School Ranch, even though you're not. And there's a rat, a big rat. That keeps eating his uh, engines yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. There you go. 30 minutes of adverts. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> but we need to address the elephant in the room, Bunkle. Okay. Well, they're not here currently, but we need to address the elephant. Fair enough. In, fair in enough. the most non-insulting way possible. <laughs> since, since you keep saying cave bathing, crying... Yeah. And we need to address why it's in crying nothing. People people have fully sussed it out already. He's not you're not uh, um, what's the word? Not secluded. Reclusive? Yeah. I'm not really reclusive. No. So the people may already know, but What why it's in crayon? Yes. Well, because you didn't want to call it the last time Kate Babin's crying simple as that. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> so yeah. That's why it says K-Fabe and Crayon. <laughs> I thought we were going hot towards the whole announcement. What announcement? Of your family announcement. Oh, right. Oh. I thought that was why it was in Crayon, rather than just the fact you're an untalented little shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, who's down to the fact I'm untalented? <laughs> yeah, you call yourself the talent. <laughs> no, no. Audio, uh, in terms of uh, vocally talented, yeah, yeah, why not? Let's go with that. But in terms of uh, actual drawing skills and stuff, no. Terribly not, <laughs> no. <laughs> you might as well tell them now that you're... Oh, I, I'm expecting my first child. There we go. There we go. That's, that's what Big crane, news. That's what the crane isn't for. No, that's not why it was in crayon. <laughs> Fair, I came up with the... No, I didn't come up with the crayon thing before I knew. Oh no, wait. Yes, you did. Yes, did. I did. I came up with it before I knew anyway. Did you? I don't know, I'm allowed to cut this bit. <laughs> it's compelling listening. But no, um, so jumping into wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at the end of 2016, we had World of Sport. <laughs> so I say that again without face palm. We had World of Sport. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it. I watched a bit on GMTV before. No, not GMTV this morning. Yeah. I watched that bit and then I didn't watch the actual show because I wasn't there. I have it recorded. I will watch it eventually. But everybody said it's terrible. So I watched the first hour and a half and I went for food. It's longer than an hour and a half? It's two hours. It's a two hour show. I did not know that. Yeah. I thought it was like an hour. No. no. Two hours. Okay. Um, but I didn't, I didn't understand the fact that the, the very first match was a World of Sport title match. Surely that should be the main event. You'd think so. But... Essentially, it went on from being the yeah, opened with the World of Sport title match. Right. So there's no reason as to why these two have been picked for this title match. It's okay. Just, Here are two guys. One of them, which was Grado, and the other one was Dave Mastiff. 
Okay, well, we all know how that's going to go. Well, Dave Mastiff came out looking like he'd killed someone's dog and wore it. <laughs> <laughs> he had, like, this this fur shoulder pad thing on. Right. And then he had sort of, like, his boys with him, like Johnny Moss. Oh, God. And um, I think it was Rampage Brown. Okay, okay. Shah, I can't remember, someone with him. Right. And uh, so they came out with their things on. They had like the same, all right, the like, same, same style. Yeah, dog hair. It, it looked like it. Oh dear. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so they had the match. Mastiff won. So then Mastiff with the World Sports Champion. Was it a World Sports Rules match? No. So you've already failed your audience. <laughs> they sort of, they've seemed to have abandoned the old British round style and has gone. Well, here's professional wrestling. Right. So, right, so you're trying to put over British professional wrestling yeah, as it is today. Yeah. Okay, I don't but mind that. But with, like, sort of, add gladiate, the new gladiators into the mix. Why? Why was it, how? How do you mean? The, like, there's, taught, like, competitions? Not so much competitions, more the sort of how it was presented. Right, the presentation okay. Presentation style, it felt very gladiatorish. Right. Okay, so I know what you mean. So, like, like, yeah, I know what you're trying to say. So it was kind of like... When they started having the gladiators cutting promos on each other and stuff, like, it was, yeah. very, it was very bright. Yeah. Very sort of, like, you had two sides of fans, because you had, yeah. like, JR and Alex Shane down here on this end. There's also a point where it, it cut to them two on, on... They just come back for the adverts. Right. And JR's like, oh, we're going to go backstage and... See Melissa or whoever the interview was, and see what she has to say. What Dave Mastiff had to say is reading off a script in front of him. Yes, in his hand. Yes, on camera. Wow. You think you'd at least have a teleprompter, or yeah. he'd know it? Yeah. Put it, write it on your hand like the Rock did. Yeah. But no, it was literally he had a piece of paper there in front of him, and he's uh, looking like CNA style. Yeah, get the cameras back there. He's like, no, we're going backstage to something that she's interviewing Dave Mastiff. Wow. Yeah. It makes you wonder who booked it and who shot it, who decided to do it this way. I'm guessing well, with Alex Shane being on commentary, he was involved. I, that's a guess. I'd say he was. Um, but then it's also like the, the the crowd things. It was like like someone had hired a WWE cameraman and gone right. You're gonna film this bit, and you're gonna film this kid in the audience reacting. Right. Why? Why do we keep seeing shots of audience people? I want to see the yeah. focus on the ring. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I mean, to be fair, that's one of the things that I like about the Japanese shows is you almost, in fact, you never see the crowd. No. It's blacked out yeah. as well. And the way the Japanese crowds are, with them being silent for most the majority of the time, anyway, which I also love. <laughs> um, you know, you see, that's one of the things that I never liked about the WWE is because every time you know, there's a big move, cut to an audience member. John Cena's lost, cut to some kids crying. And it's like, yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> cut to some grown man crying in his affliction T-shirt because he's gay. Cut to Brock Lesnar guy. Yeah. Just because he's Brock Lesnar guy. Yeah, exactly. The one time that it did actually work was when the Undertaker lost and they cut to Ellis Mibber, or whatever he's called. <laughs> that boy. worked. Boy. Boy. Yeah, he could be a boy. <laughs> Bunkle Stabler boys. <laughs> what, fun boy? Yeah. <laughs> but, 
No, I, I mean, I haven't watched the World of Sports show. I do intend to watch it. Um, I say I watched a bit on the uh, on this morning, building up to it, and the, that got a lot of heat actually from like you know stay at home mums who think that it's too aggressive. We shouldn't be showing our children this. Well, we whilst we show you like with some woman with tits out. Well, yeah, I was just kind of yeah. like, it, it's too aggressive. Um, surely it's showing kids that when they're getting bullied, they can stand up to them. Or they should go and tell somebody, or they should, you know, it can be taken either way. It's just because you have no job and have nothing better to do with your life, you've decided that, no, it's wrong. You know. It's... <laughs> what's that, wrong? What's, what's that old saying, uh, is it fighting over all the rope or something? It's... Yeah, it's crying over spilled milk, isn't it? Yeah. You know, just, they're just complaining because it's not something they. Oh, my, my child wouldn't fight. I'm not having my child watching that. It, but here you are, here you are, little Jimmy. You have a copy of Call of Duty, but don't kill anyone on it. Even yeah. it's rated 18. Yeah. Oh, what's that game you're playing? Call of Duty. What do you do on it? It's a war game. Yeah. Oh, that's the same argument. And do you call yourself a parent? <laughs> not you personally. I just mean these mums that complain. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I won't complain. <laughs> I wish I could get people to watch wrestling. <laughs> But alas, it is only me. <laughs> Again, you call yourself a talent. You went to get yourself over. I am over. Just by being in the room, I'm over. <laughs> what? Well, Coxie's in disbelief, but he's the booker. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> While we're on the subject, I yes. probably should I probably should apologise for what I said at the end of the last show when I said I don't think anybody's stupid enough to believe Goldberg can win over Brock Lesnar and he won. I didn't realise that the creative was that daft, <laughs> but I'd also like to point out I did state on the show if he's only back for one match, then why would he go over? He's back for more than one match. <laughs> Well, in is, my defence. The problem was, he, when you did say that, it was announced, it was like, right, Goldberg is doing one match, and then yeah. literally an hour before Survivor Series started, he's like, oh, he's signed on for more matches. Right, right. Well, so, I know he's in the Rumble, which is going to mean nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm dreading the fact that they're probably going to have Roman Reigns go over at the Rumble, <laughs> whether it be in the Rumble oh, match or the title oh. match. Probably both, knowing the WWE. Um, but yeah, no, that's the last thing anybody wants to see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of hoping Bray goes over in the Rumble, but I've been saying that for years. Yeah. So have most of the internet, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> um, and I don't imagine it happening now since they held the belts for what, eight weeks? Uh, eight weeks? Eight was days. It? Eight days, sorry. Yeah, eight days they held the tag titles and then they took them back off them again, which was stupid. But there we go. And you claim you haven't watched. <laughs> I have watched bits and pieces. But, yeah, so I apologise for calling everybody stupid. Though it was still a stupid idea if he hadn't assigned for more matches. It's still stupid because now Brock Lesnar is worthless to your company. And The Undertaker's streak is also worthless to your company. <laughs> so, what, 20 years of build? Gone in an instant. We have a Paul Heyman. We have a bunkle. Yeah. <laughs> well, seriously, I'm I'm actually shocked that Lesnar didn't just kill him out of you know, just cause he's brought Lesnar. Yeah. It was like, no, I disagree with your decision. Then I read the friends outside the ring, 
So I was like, okay, maybe that's why I didn't just give him a concussion and murder him. Yeah. <laughs> but um, The friends outside the ring, and it was Brock Lesnar's idea. Yeah, whole... which is, I don't get, but the building up to Goldberg Lesnar again at Mania. Yeah. Because I'm assuming they're going to eliminate each other at the Rumble. Or one, yeah, one, something will happen, like, or it'll be like the final four. It'll yeah. Be, it'll be like Reigns, Goldberg, Lesnar... And person X, probably John Cena. <laughs> oh yeah. Hopefully it's not because what I'm actually hoping is the fi- is they might actually push someone <laughs> in that final four. They might have Samoa Joe in it, and everybody's like, as if a guy from NXT is <laughs> still in it. What is going on here? But no, it, they say, won't. It'll be some it'll be someone really daft. It'll have like your boy in it, James Ellsworth. Yeah, it'll be some shit like that. <laughs> they've ruined his character now already. <laughs> Oh, look, this woman's interested in him. <laughs> oh, wonderful. It's like they've ruined Noam Dar already. Noam Dar keeps losing. Oh, but it's because he's so distracted by Alicia Fox. Oh, wonderful. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> so he's a sex pest. Brilliant. What a gimmick. <laughs> oh, Sorry, I, I, I haven't watched the matches. I've read it on you know, Facebook posts and stuff like that and everything WWE puts up about him is oh, is he distracted by her now? Oh, he's got a new girlfriend. Oh, maybe this woman's interested in him. No, stop it now. Stop with this stupid diva shit. We've spent time building a woman's division so we didn't have to look at these stupid valets who have nothing better to do and who have no talent. Unlike Maurice, who actually is talented. Don't mind that. Just gloss over it. Stop it now. Stop it now. It's like when they tried to come up with the storyline of having uh, the hurricane turn heel because he was infatuated with Tristratus and she had she he wrote her a letter and put it in her locker and then a boyfriend showed up. Stupid idea. Stupid. <laughs> you seem very angry today. Uncle. I'm not very angry. No, it's just things like that bug me because I know how talented Norm Dar is and. Having seen him live, yeah. and I know how good he can be. And I'm sorry, but everything I've seen of the cruiserweight champion, Rich Swan, has been pretty mediocre, if not shite. And you have somebody who's extremely talented, isn't really getting put in matches, Ooh. and your idea to get him over is, oh, let's start a love triangle. Stupid. They've, it's never got over. It's never got anybody over. Mainly, you know, we're going down the lines of, oh, well, Kane and Leah have sex and then she's pregnant and then Snitsky punts her and punts the baby and blah, blah, blah. We're going down these things. It wasn't his fault, though. But that's where we're heading. That's where we're heading with this. This is the only way you can end it. (laughs) And seriously, no, no, not interested. That's why I'm a bit annoyed with what the... uh, To be fair, I'll, I'll, I'll carry on ranting if you want, but... It's like The Miz, The Miz and, the, and Dean Ambrose and this whole, oh, well, yes, I understand The Miz has Maurice, but it works because they're supposed to be this power couple that's, you know, like Hollywood movie couple. stars and whatever. Yeah, yeah, they are, right? But that works. That's a really good gimmick. And the way The Miz is being is really, really good. He's getting really over. Oh, let's have him job to Dean Ambrose a little bit and let's get Renee Young involved because out, off screen, Renee Young and Dean Ambrose are together they're having sex and whatever right (laughs) i don't know the terms of their relationship um but now we have to have her involved which 
instantly, in a second, goes, right, well then, everybody who really liked Renee Young, was kind of turned on by her, and then watched the show because they were kind of turned on by her, now it's like, oh well, she's got a boyfriend, now nah, I've got no chance, so now they're no longer interested in her, so now they're not invested, and oh look, Dean Ambrose is ruined as well, because now he has to walk around with a valet who can't wrestle. Excellent. Am I wrong? <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when they said something like, oh... Renee Young has been fined, or Maurice has been fined, five thousand dollars for slapping slapping the other. Oh yeah, guy. yeah, for slapping Renee Young, yeah, because yeah. she's right. not a wrestler. But we know we're heading to a match at Mania that's a mixed tag match. Yeah, which piss break. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's all that match is going to be. And I wouldn't mind, but people are now really invested in the Miz. And that's be fair, Dean Ambrose is just on his way down from a you know a run at the title. So they're actually doing something right with him. Okay, he's dropping out of the title picture and falling back down the ladder. And okay, he's going for the, ne- the secondary belt. That makes a lot of sense. It's recycling it. the character. I know he won it. Don't don't get me started on that. <laughs> don't get me started on that. <laughs> because that's going to be another one of those like, oh, well, we put it on him for six days and then he loses. Losing the Rumble or something. Else. Yeah, exactly. And well, it's no, just... He won't lose at the Rumble. He'll lose it at the second, what's it called, uh, Fastlane. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it, The Fast one Lane. no one cares about. Yeah, the one that no one's going to watch. But no, no, um, I can't remember what my original point was. You're saying about, like, the fact Renee Young, Renee Young's not a wrestler. Before I even got onto the Renee Young bit, I was talking about Noam Dar. Yeah, you're talking I... about Noam Dar being a sex past. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying he is in real life, because, you know, he seems a, like a good guy. And to be fair, I don't even mind like the whole Scottish supernova gimmick yeah. that the, the world, that I assumed they were going to put on him and push him with because that's how it comes up when he's on, when it comes up on Facebook talking about him. But this whole oh, let's do a storyline where he's interested in this guy's girlfriend. Stupid. Well, I did see a video where he's like, it's just him saying Alicia Fox for ten minutes. Yeah, this is going Alicia Fox, Alicia Fox. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> And you're telling me they're not booking him as a sex pest. <laughs> it was sort of one to one made in the loop. Yeah. Like, but it was one of them obviously pissed your neighbours off if they were. Yeah. You get revenge of your neighbours. He's like, oh, I'm trying to sleep before work. Well, fuck you, we're going to have a rave. Well, here's, <laughs> here's Noah Dar saying Alicia Fox for 10 hours <laughs> when I go to work. <laughs> no, but I say, I just think it's. I, I hope they stop doing that right away. They need to kill that now. Really quickly. Put the belt it, on him. He seems to have been in like a lot of like six man tags or something. Yeah, well, that's. <sighs> but it just seems to be like to get the cruiserweights at airtime on Raw. Yeah. So I, I, I need. I think to be fair, I think they should stop doing that. To be honest, I understand that Raw has the cruiserweights and that's and you, you know we're supposed to showcase them. Yeah. yeah. On Raw, we're supposed to give them a bit of time on Raw, but they have their own show for a reason. Mm. Yeah. If people want to watch the cruiserweights, they'll watch the show. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the people who watch the cruiserweights already have a subscription. Yeah. And okay, I understand you want to get new fans, but the best way to get new fans is to put quality matches on the pay-per-views. Yeah? We don't need, oh, a six-man tag where they all come in, hit the finishes, and then they go home Yeah, inside five minutes. Mm. Yeah, that's, that, that's not what we need, because they're not even established teams. It, yeah? it reminds me of the time that I saw... Um, it was around the time they saw when the women's rights thing was like, kicking off. So yeah. You must like, show women at least once a week on TV or whatever, or once a show. Yeah. So they started having like the, the ten diva tag matches. Right, right. Yeah. And one one of them I read the results for, but it's when they actually put the times on. So it's like, yeah. Such as it's in this match, eight minutes and something. Yeah. Ten diva tag match, thirty two seconds. 
Yeah. It's just to get them screen time. But mm. this it's not good screen time screen time. It's no use to anyone. Mm. They all get dark entrances and then it's like, oh we've come back from a break to this match and it's over. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> they spend more time celebrating than the match lasted. Yeah. And it's like, wow. And I mean you know, that that was back in the days when there was no talent in the women's division. Like, the Bellas are fucking dinosaurs in today's <laughs> era. Um, and the fact that they're still trying to push them is beyond me. Um, or at least Nikki, anyway. It's beyond me. Um, and, you know, women's wrestling's come a long way. We discussed it on the last podcast about the main event in pay-per-views now. Mm. Yeah, which is... a it's something I never imagined when I first started watching wrestling because it was all about the, hey, here's this blonde bimbo. Uh, look how hot she is. Guess what she's doing next month? Playboy. And it's like, excellent. That's why I watch this show. Or at least one of the reasons. Yeah. Nowadays, you don't get that. And good. Distance yourself from it. You need to. Because the, w- the world has changed. You can't, you can't act like that nowadays. But for some reason, they're stuck in the dark ages. The with some of this stuff, with like I say, with what they're doing with Noam Dar, with what they're doing with the Miz and Ambrose. The Miz and Ambrose could have a really, really good feud that doesn't need the women involved at all, but we have to have them involved. They're doing it with Lana, Rusev, and Enzo. Yeah. Why? Why? Just because we all know they got married. It was all over social media. Why are you now insinuating that, that something's going to happen between her and Enzo? Oh, and it just ends up with Rusev crushing him every week. Because... Well, yeah, he's like the weak part of the tag team. Mm, you know, it doesn't push anyone. It does. It's just, it's basically, we have nothing better for you. So this is what you're doing. What Rusev should actually be doing is, okay, he's dropped back from challenging Roman Reigns for the title, but why is he not now being pushed to do something else? There's the He should be in a feud with Seth Rollins, if anything. That's because he's, it's your number two heel, or... In, in air quotes, your number two heel, that's Rusev. Yeah. And then your number two babyface, which mm. is Seth Rollins. Because your number one heel is your champ, Kevin Owens, and your number one babyface, for some reason, is Roman Reigns. <laughs> but that's how it's set up, yeah. because they're in the title picture. And I don't know why Reigns has the US title, because I'm assuming that he's going to go over sooner rather than later, and then probably have to drop it anyway. So that was stupid, ever having him beat Rusev if he wasn't going to stay and defend the title for a period of time. Yeah. That didn't make any sense. But the, it's like I didn't understand why they, they, took, they took the belt off the Miz to put it on Ziggler for seven days, if that, yeah. and put it back in the Miz. It was literally just to break up his title reign so he can say he's had more title runs. Stupid. Really stupid. And that sort of follows, follows in tradition of Sasha Banks and Charlotte. Oh yeah, back and forth, back and forth. But at least they're doing something different now, because now Bailey's yeah, involved Bailey's in the title picture, yeah. which you know what freshens it up quite a bit because she's nothing like the other two. Mm. So that's, I mean, even a gimmick's very, uh, it's very different. It's not the whole oh I'm a mega bitch or I'm a mega bitch. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's fresh, it's new, but. I say it's there's I mean there's other there's other places they're still doing it you know with um, with Ellsworth as we were saying oh right well he did his bit he was involved in the in the title picture now we have nothing for you we're not going to give you an actual singles push or anything like that it's oh this woman's interested in him why why is that how does that push anybody how does that push either of them 
How does that help either of their careers go forward? It doesn't. It means we have less interest. Because now we, we used to find her attractive and think, oh, yeah, well, she's really good. Yeah, she's all right. Let's have a look at her. And now we're like, oh, right, she likes that guy? Really? That guy? Him? Over there in the corner with the neck, neck brace on? Yeah, really? No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But, yeah, that's, 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 that's my rant on... Uh, yeah, what they're and doing with ballets. Another edition of Bunkles Rant for you, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I don't know. What's, what's your opinion? Are you inclined to agree, or do you think it works in some of those cases? It's I've not been. I don't understand why. I don't well. Don't understand. Don't understand why they've done the whole thing of like um, we've had Sasha Banks win on a Raw. Yeah, but then it's like every time it's over a pay per view. Oh well, Charlotte's undefeated at twelve pay per views in a row. Yeah, but she loses them. Yeah, but the fact they keep saying sort of, it's oh well, it's it's this and it, like she's never won, she's never never been lost at pay per view for this consecutive pay per views or whatever. Oh, it could be different tonight, and it's the same thing every bloody time. Yeah, it's like right, we know she's going to win tonight. We know she's going to lose in about two or three weeks on a raw. Mm-hmm. And she's going to win it back at the next pay per view. Yeah. So. No, oh. I'll say what do you think about. The whole, you know, like the Renee Young thing and them having let the storylines revolve around the women rather than the actual wrestlers. Women rather than wrestlers. Well, like, um, like, because th- that story, that storyline should be about Dean Ambrose and the Miz having good matches and cut, like the Miz cutting awesome promos. Dean Ambrose, take him or leave him. I'm not keen on his promos. A lot of people yeah. really like him. <laughs> It's a bit like though if you watch the Austin show promo, he's just sort of sat there looking like he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Almost looking drunk, if anything. He's just sort of saying very little. Even Austin's like, well, you don't say anything, I'm just going to leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's that thing again, though, like they're going to have Renee Young where it's like, oh, she's, she's not a trained athlete, she's not a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. It's like, she's in a company called WWE. Yeah. It's like... Which on-screen talents, other than Byron Saxton, probably haven't been in a ring? Byron Saxton has been in a ring. Has he? He was on an uh, NXT season three. Oh, fucking <laughs> <laughs> He was on another season of NXT, because that was the return one. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yes. Byron Saxton comes from wrestling. Oh, right. yeah. Byron Saxton, then, fair enough. But sort of, There's probably that one, I can't remember her name, but she's like a backstage interviewer. Oh, the other one? I can't remember her name. I don't know what her name is. The other one. Yeah. There's Renee Young and the other one. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Backstage number two. You, you mean that's currently employed, or do you mean that was currently previously employed? employed? Yeah, 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 the other one. Yeah. That. that other one? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what her name is. <laughs> if you know what her name is, please write it to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's that one. I don't think she's had much or any experience at all. And there's like, well, Corey Graves has wrestled, Michael Cole's wrestled, JBL has wrestled. Yeah. And you have like the pre show panel, like Booker T Lita. Rinello, he's not wrestled. Rinello, yeah. Yeah. So, right, all of, what, three people who've never wrestled yeah. in the whole company, or well, even the on screen, on air company. What of the on air talent? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, well, that's just it. That's what, but that's, that's what, that's what annoys well, me about it. But then is it going to list one of them things of like, it could be, oh, well, Renee Young isn't, isn't trained to wrestle, so we can't have her wrestling. We're going to get someone to do it for her and bring out some celebrity no one gives a fuck or has heard of before. 
But when, oh. they have, when they have like Maria, when Maria Fingy. Yeah, yeah, I know what like, you mean. Bring someone in like that, possibly for Mania. Yeah, or something that'll suck. But that's the. Uh, I that's, mean, that's what could happen. That's what the. Well, now you've said it, that freaking stands out like a sore thumb. That that's what they're going to do. They're going to interject some celebrity. It'll be like I don't know, somebody who's not actually a celebrity. Mm. Because it's always somebody who's no longer irrelevant. They were relevant about three years ago. <laughs> but it's it's going to suck. Yeah. It's either that, or no, so, or they'll bring back, like, they'll bring Trish Stratus back. They'll bring back, a, a, like, a, a legend. Oh, yay. To take a place. Yeah. And it'll still be, like, a two-minute match. Yeah. And I'll just be like, yes. <laughs> Second best break. Yeah. Right after the first one. Yeah. No, not interested. Say, uh, kill it now, kill it now, kill it with fire. Yeah, put tell you what, put, put. I know AJ's supposed to be the heel champion because he's facing John Cena, but we know that he's going to turn babyface soon, sooner rather than later. He's going to turn babyface. Push the Miz versus AJ Styles. Why wouldn't that work? What's wrong with that? The Miz is really over as a heel. AJ Styles to, is to, to be, the to be best wrestler of all time, quite possibly. I was going to say, to be fair though, there was um, someone, someone tweeted AJ, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, I was calling it on the, bu- on the bus home, and it's like, John Cena's been a 15-time world champion. You, you've just held, held about once. He's like, but it means I've never lost. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> he said, it means I've never lost it. And it's like, ooh. Yeah. Got to call AJ. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. It's like, I said that about Ric Flair eight years ago. I was like, well, obviously, he's a 16-time world champion, which means he's lost 16 times. Yeah. And I said the same about Joey Lawler. He's a 52-time USWA champion. So he's lost 52 times. Yeah, but he did that because he's an idiot. <laughs> well, in his own company as well. Well, exactly. <laughs> Nobody can draw but Jerry Lawler. Yeah, no. Hey, Lawler. Glad they've cut him. Um, what? Well, they've, cut down, they've not cut him. They've put him yeah. on a Legends contract, yeah. so he's not less, less involved. With, but, um, which I'm not going to complain about. Less Jerry Lawler, the better. I did see something, I think it was earlier today, regarding AJ. Right. It was like saying, it was on Facebook somewhere, it said, like, if AJ had gone to WCW when, well, if he was in WCW when the WWE originally bought them in 2001, yeah. like, what what would have happened to him? It would have been buried. <laughs> like, it said something like, would he survive? And it's like, well, hold on, I'm sure he was on, like, an episode of Velocity or something in 2003. Yeah. No, the answer is no. Because at that time, it was run by Vince McMahon, and all he was interested in was, are you six foot four? Are you over two hundred fifty pounds? Yeah. And do you lift? <laughs> that was it. You know, it, it it was about it was about characters and like you, Strowman. No, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> in a sense, but it was about like okay, if if you want to look at it objectively, let's say it wasn't just about the look; it was about characters and stuff like that. Fine. But name anyone who was, what, of AJ Styles' dimensions. So, what, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, maybe, yeah. at a push, and 200, 220 pounds, maybe, at a push. About, I think it's about 2'10", 2'15". Or yeah. Something. Name anyone that made it over at that point in time that was that size. <clears throat> and there isn't anyone. Because the light heavyweights and the cruiserweights were an afterthought. Yeah, just they'd probably been gimmicked out with a hardcore title for all of a cup yeah. of coffee. <laughs> to well, quote no, your term, yeah, it would have been. They'd have been at Mania eighteen, probably in that whole like yeah, it would have been the fuck of the hardcore title and sort of 
sudden, oh, oh there's a, a, spat, a spat of releases coming through. Let's let's yeah. see who's next. And it's like you see the list of like Goldust, R Truth, Christian. Oh, AJ is gone. Yeah, it would have been JTG. Mm. Sorry, he stuck around for like quite a while actually, like ten yeah. years. It'd be like, it'd be like Rico and Chuck and. Yeah, it, but that's it. It's all it would have been. It would it would it would have been there for so long. They probably wouldn't have tried to put a new gimmick on him or anything like that. It would have been that he's here for this period of time. And he's staying until his contract runs out. And as soon as his contract runs out, goodbye. Yeah. Because yeah? they don't push people like that. They never did. Yeah. N- not 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 properly. So I'm glad to see him back. It, 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 he's he's done the right thing. He's gone away. Gone to Japan. He's is whether you like him or hate him, probably the best wrestler currently in the world today. He's up there. Let's be honest. He's up there. Yeah. Um and. New face getting you know, carved in, in the wrestling Rushmore. No, no, he's not. Uh, I wouldn't say he's in my rest, you know, my Mount Rushmore. Um, at least I don't think I put him in it. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, he's done it the right way, and the WWE have treated him in the correct manner. And he was people like that didn't get pushed. They just didn't. They didn't get over. Um, at that point in time, so I, no, there is nothing to suggest that he would have broke the mold and done something different because they would have viewed him exactly the same way. Yeah. Um, which is why now the WWE is that much better. The only thing that kind of bugs me a little bit about the way they're doing it now is they're trying to go back to that period of time where they have the cruiserweights have their own show and they have their own tournaments, etc. But there are cruiserweights who have like fighting for the WWE title. Yeah. And stuff because you Finn Balor could is under two hundred five pounds, yeah. and yet he's fighting for the world heavyweight title. And somebody like Neville, they decide that they can't push him on Raw, but they'll push him in the two hundred five show. So I'm a little bit like, uh, where are you going with this? Because do you yeah. want to treat them as their own separate entity like that? Which I don't mind them doing. I'm quite happy for them to do to do that as long as they don't just then use them as fodder for everybody else. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I wanted to bring up is oh, I think it was only a couple of weeks after Rich Swan had won the uh, Cruiserweight title him and whoever his tag team partner was went to NXT and got squashed and I was a bit like you've just squashed the Cruiserweight champion you've spent you've was spent it, probably was, was millions it, were they against the Authors of Pain though? yeah like, I think it was the Authors of Pain yeah. I can't remember but they got squashed like pretty you know, straight up, it was a squash match, yeah. and I was a bit like, "How do you have your champion lose a week after he's won the belt? You, you, especially on a brand new brand that you're trying to push, you're trying to build this thing up. The thing, the, the title's changed down three times in three pay per views. Yeah, yeah. In fact, has it changed? Hands? Might have even changed hands four times now. I can't remember. But you're trying to build. You've spent X amount of money." putting this show on, hiring all these guys, and then the guy who's supposed to lead all these guys, who's supposed to be the guy you've handpicked to put the belt on, and you haven't get squashed by some roid monkey. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> how, how, you could have put anybody in that spot. Yeah. I'm sure there is developmental talent who can only do bumps. They can't actually do a move. They can just take bumps. Have them go out and get squashed. Have them go and get beat by these two fucking idiots. Mm. 
Yeah? Why do you need the champion to do it? Why do you need a guy who's walking around with a title belt to do it? So, stu- pointless. Pointless. Um, you know, it, they already, you can already tell. They have their guys who they're going to push and they have their guys who they're not. They, and I'm fine. Like I say, I'm fine with Neville going down and killing everybody. Fine. He's still a cruiserweight. And he's a really good cruiserweight, to be honest. Don't mind him going down, doing something different, because on the main show, he wasn't doing anything. There was nothing for him. So go there, do something different, become relevant, and then, okay, come to the main show, get a push. However they want to work it. But you don't need stuff happening on 205, then us going to Raw and having an eight-man tag every week to the to then apparently further a storyline that nobody's seen because the majority of it's happening on the 205 show. Yeah. And if you don't have a subscription, you're not watching the 205 show, you're watching Raw. Mm. So make a choice. You have the 205 happens on its own, and then you have great matches on the pay-per-views to draw people to the 205 show, and then you can push them up from it onto something else. Yeah. Or So you treat it like a low-level title belt or even a mediocre title belt. Um, like the Intercontinental title, the US title, treat it like that. That's the way I'd do it because you can't you can't tell me that Finn Balor hasn't been a success since he's gone from NXT to Raw. It's uh, apart from the injury, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But he was over, and he's over <laughs> because and he he's under two hundred and five pounds. So you tell me that these other guys can't do it when we know they have the talent to do it. That's why they've got their own show. Yeah, you know, um, I'm not. I'm not 100% sold on the, the gentleman Jack Gallagher gimmick. You know, twirling the stash and whatnot. I'm a little bit like, mm, on that, because that's not how rich people are. But, you know, it's... If that's how, how they're going to push him, then I'm not going to say that you can't give him a push. But, again, his matches are very... stylized. Yeah. Know? So... Yeah, well, I, saw, I caught a, a bit of one where it was just before I cancelled my subscription, actually. <laughs> Wrestling podcasting, neither of us have a subscription oh, to the no, WWE no, no. Network. <laughs> I, I don't, I have Chicagotopia. Oh, fair so, enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, it was, he sort of tied someone up, and they were like there, sort of, uh, the company. Oh, yeah, and yeah. He was there, sort of limbering up his foot to like do a running kick like, into their arse. Lovely. Sort of like a, like a Les... Les Font, Les Kelly, Les Font, one of the two. Right, right. I don't know. I actually, I watched part of one of his matches, if not the entirety of one of his matches with um, is it Davari? Yeah, yeah. Who I don't think is the same as the old Davari. No, it's related though. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Very close. Um, but they had. He basically put him in some kind of submission hold and he tied him up in in like knots and then just left him and walked around the ring. And I was like, he could easily get up. Why yeah. is he not get up? <laughs> I could get up. My six-year-old could get up. Get up! Get up and hit him. But they didn't. They acted like they were actually tied up. Yeah. And it was like, there is no rope. There is not invisible string around you. <laughs> Get up! <laughs> Magic's biggest secret's finally revealed. There he was... hasn't borrowed any cable ties off Noam Dar. Get up! <laughs> there were Penn and Teller standards going, Well, you fooled us. <laughs> 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 
So, yeah. No, I wasn't... I w- Tell us your secret. Invisible cable tie. Yeah. No one died for that going, Alicia Fox. <laughs> Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. Exactly. <laughs> Let's get it sorted, guys. Yeah. You know, hire some people who've been in wrestling creative before. Hell, get Paul Heyman to do it. Pay him more money. Give Heyman all the money. And in fact, if you don't have many money to give Paul Heyman, give it to Matt Hardy. Give him all the money. Oh, God. Delete. Delete. Is it over? Answer yes. <laughs> the final deletion or whatever it was called. The um, Apparently that's awesome. I still haven't seen it. The one that is compound or whatever. Yeah. Oh. Like... Just, just give somebody who has creative knowledge more money. Don't give it to these people who are from Friends. Yeah. Because they don't, they don't have a clue. <laughs> the ones from Friends and like, oh, we, we vote for like season six of like Survivor and yeah, on like, Survivor's a reality show. Yeah, we wrote for it. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Say, don't give the don't give it those guys. Give it wrestling guys. Hmm. Like, look how good SmackDown's doing. And I read something earlier today that that's because Shane McMahon has a, an input creatively. In backstage, I don't know. I don't know how true it is. It's something I saw on one of the, one of the dirt sheets today. Let's go back to the uh, go back to the Jurassic ages with dirt sheets. <laughs> this, that's just killed all our credibility now, right? Why? <laughs> you said dirt sheet last time. Did I? Yeah. If you recall me saying dirt sheet, like, <laughs> right into us. What is that? No, what they're called now? Well, yeah, they're still the dirt sheets, but it's like I saw one the other day. My mate, my mate Danny pointed out to her on Twitter. He's like, there was, um, it was like, Dave Meltzer watches Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, it's like his thoughts, whatever. Um, something else, something on Neville, Neville on Raw. I mean, uh, the last one. Um, what's it called? One of the. Uh, you mean because I'm believing it? No. What's what was the one of them thing he's called? What who's um, called? The Funkadactyls. Cameron, no Naomi. Naomi, I think it was it was that something like Naomi retweets fan. That's not a story. No, but apparently it was. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I, what I'm, I mean, I understand. Obviously, what you read on the dirt sheets is let's take it with a pinch of salt here. <laughs> I get it, but it wouldn't shock me if he had something to do with it because something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe he's. I don't know. Maybe they've paired an advisor with him. I don't know. We don't know what goes on backstage of these shows. Maybe it's Vince McMahon all along and he's not actually as out of touch as we believe. You know, doubt it. Maybe it's Daniel Bryan. Who knows? Yeah? But somebody's doing something right. Yeah. Yeah? So stop the other idiots doing the, the stupid stuff. Oh, let's have a feud because our girlfriends don't get along. No. Sorry. No. Don't want that. No. You know, sex pest. No, not a gimmick. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it now. Quickly. So, just a few thoughts there. <laughs> I don't even know where I, what was what the starting point was. Well, we originally started with World of Sport and then somehow went on to like the Divas and Piss Breaks and Renee Young. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah, getting back to World of Sport. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going new topic. We did world sport. Yeah, apparently well, it sucked. Well, I was going to say sort of briefly, as I I mentioned on I think it was a broadcast to Paul the other day. Um, I did say I was like there was part of me 
was inclined that it felt like they were trying to do Big Daddy and Giant Hex yeah. again. Because it's like, oh, hey, how great of the lovable face. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then you have Dave Mastiff, the, the monster mm-hmm. sort of heel. Yeah, yeah. Because they had like a rematch right. at the end of the show for the belt. Right. And Grado won it. I'm not Spo- sure. Spoiler alert. No, they taped it like three weeks beforehand. Yeah. So of course, spoilers got put out by people. Yeah, of course. Uh, I knew the results knew some people went. <laughs> well, they filmed it in like, November, like late November and then the results got put online and it didn't air till New Year's Eve. Yeah. So, kind of stupid. Yeah. But to be fair... I don't know who was on the show. I don't know. Well, I know a couple of guys that are on the show. I don't know who booked it. I don't know who presented it. I don't know who produced it. I don't know any of that. Um, I don't know why JR was on it. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, there is talent in British wrestling. There's extreme talent in British wrestling. Whether that's the place to showcase it, the, it would appear that it's not. Um Watch, watch one of the on-demand shows. Watch PCW. Watch Progress. Progress. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> you know, watch that. Watch if you if you're interested in British wrestling, seek out a true British promotion that has storylines, that has shows to entertain you, not something that's a one-night-only gimmick. Because I don't imagine it's ever going to come back. I don't know how well it did in the ratings. Um, I know my parents watched it and were not impressed um, because they didn't get it. They, did, they just was like, "Well, why? Why?" Is, like you've just said, why are these two fighting for the title? Yeah. Why are they supposed to be interesting to me? There's no promo video. There's no build up. Why are they interesting to me? So, you know, seek out true British wrestling. What's next? Well, I was going to say, sort of following on, sticking with British wrestling. Okay. There's the tournament coming up in uh, a week, two weeks. Yeah, a week About as a week. well. Yeah. Well, a week tomorrow at it's the Winter Gardens in Blackpool. Yeah. Where we are, folks. We're based. <coughs> Not that we got tickets. No, because <laughs> we saw that in like minutes. Yeah. Did look at getting them. Didn't get any. I think I was I looked to them and then just sort of saw the price the, the price on the ticket hub or whatever and yeah like resale it's a, <laughs> no <laughs> one hundred and twenty quid to set fifth row <laughs> yeah uh, the thing is at the end of the day I've heard of one of them <laughs> and I've watched some British wrestling <laughs> uh, uh, probably two maybe two yeah but I'm just a bit like if I've not heard of them. How have they? <laughs> I'm a little bit like, uh, well, why? How have you got these guys in and missed all these amazing guys? It's uh, there is a lot of it. It's like there's guys like um, T Bone. Yeah. There's James Drake who's from Blackpool. Yeah. Well, live him. Yeah. Um, there's Sam Gradwell who's from Blackpool. There's Mark Andrews has just been entered into Yes, it. yeah, he was in TNA uh, for a this cup Pete, of coffee, I think. Pete Dunn, I think, who's been in progress, and there's uh, someone else has been in progress. One of them's like really young as well. Right, right. So, and then a few of them have been, so I've been in the business for 10 years, and it's like, we've never heard of you before, yeah. but 
a few, I know a few <coughs> couple of them have been in like uh, ICW and right. they've been in progress. They might have appeared once in PW at a show I didn't go to. Right, like right. So. Well, this this is what I don't understand, right? I, just from... I could name... <coughs> ten. Yeah, well, what, is there 16? Yeah. I, could probably, I could probably name 16 talented British wrestlers that aren't on that show. Well, the problem is now you've said it. Yeah. Well, you want me to name... I'm not going to name 16. I'm not sitting here and doing that just in case I can't. <laughs> but I'll, well, I'll, name a, I'll name a couple, yeah? Rampage Brown. Okay. Who has, well, I believe, been in their developmental before. Yes. Right? So he's a known quantity to them. And we both know how good he is. Because the man is... <laughs> Rampage, Rampage Brown doesn't wrestle, he murders. Yeah. <laughs> but extremely talented. Yeah? Why is he not in it? Can't answer that. But I bet he's more well-known than most of them since PCW puts him on their posters every time that they come out. Mm. Yeah? So he must be recognised. Yeah? Why is somebody like Cyanide even not on it? Completely different, yeah. yeah. Completely different style of wrestler, size of wrestler. Well, how come he's not on it? Yeah. So, again, completely different. We've seen him live. Mm-hmm. Extremely talented wrestler. Mm-hmm. I think you'll agree. Yeah. Why is somebody like I was about to say Jim Powers, and I thought you'd punch me. <laughs> you can't, you, right, mate, mate, you can't. You can't. You can't pick a man <laughs> who is probable only gym activity is sitting on a weight bench and eating a Snickers. <laughs> his leg day oh, would shit. be his leg day would be eating a marathon bar rather than running a marathon. <laughs> oh dear. Um no but like but to actually talented wrestlers. Um even somebody like Bubblegum. Again, a bit of a smaller guy, but will provide something different and give you a type of match. The guys that you've had lined up on that stage are all a very similar size, very similar height. Yeah. And, I mean, okay, I'm openly honest, I've not seen most of them. Yeah. I've not heard of most of them, if I'm honest. But well, I think, I, if, if anything, the tournament's going to be a gateway. Yeah, of course it is. But it's also the thing, it's like, I think it's, there's... I'm probably, if anyone lis- listens to this, which they may or may not do... <laughs> Um, I believe there's some sort of contract right. issue. There's some sort of contract in it that says so you're with us or you're not. Right, okay. So, or you can go up this company and they're trying to get guys down with contracts and or you can go and possibly go on to ITV if that gets renewed and they're going yeah. to be on contracts. And right, right, right. So you're almost, <coughs> it's almost like they were given a choice. Yeah. Wow. I would have chosen the WWE every mm-hmm. single time. Unless I got an offer from Japan which was a serious offer, yeah. I would have chosen WWE every single fucking time. There's no offence, but I don't imagine wrestling ever making it back to mainstream TV. Not in the UK. No. It'll be on a specialised channel on Sky, maybe, or even on Freeview, but it's not going to make it back to mainstream TV. ITV, well, part, BBC, part of, uh, it's not going to be on there. 
part of challenge dropping TNA was like challenge number going taking the challenge in a new direction. Right, yeah. Just doesn't warrant the future of TNA. But it's probably like they saw watching going, well, who the fuck's still watching TNA? Well, yeah. <laughs> Though TNA, I'll uh, come on to them in a bit because they've had an interesting development have, uh, um, in the last couple of days. Yes, they have. Well, we'll cover that shortly. Thank fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just a brief insight there. Um, but, <clears throat> like I say, these ta- these people, like, you look at somebody like Dave Mastiff. You had, if you had the option of this ITV show that's not guarantee you anything other than this one show, this one payday, mm. or the WWE tournament, yeah. you're going to pick the WWE. You must have. You must make that choice. If you've been given that offer, Yeah. you must do. Well, he's been in the developmental system as well before. Well, again, okay, so these guys have been in the developmental system. I don't understand. I, I'm, guessing, I'm guessing they're no longer in the developmental system for a reason, but... That reason could be anything. That could be that they just didn't want to sit in developmental for a lot for a long period of time, yeah. Or they thought I can make more money doing indie shows mm. back in the UK. Fine, you, you probably maybe you could, mm. but at the end of the day, this isn't that. This isn't them saying, "Oh, you're just going to be in developmental and you're going to come on an NXT job every couple of weeks, and then eventually we might decide we've got something for you when we stop pushing the indie talent who's already massively over." Yeah, yeah. This is a chance to get yourself over straight away. You get a strong reaction, you're going to be over. Well, it's um, the sort of the, the a few people said that they, they rushed through getting the the whole thing announced and that because of yeah. the the, world, the impending world of sport. Oh well, New Year's world of sports on New Year's Eve. Right, we best finger something quick. Right, UK tournament. In Blackpool, at the Winter Gardens. But they can't seriously have seen that show on that show on ITV as proper, like uh, you know, as a serious it was, threat. It was one of those. Well, it's sort of if you look at it though, it's you've got WWE on the network. Thirty days later, if you want to watch Raw SmackDown. Yeah. Fair enough. You got pay per views. Pay per views at three. Yeah. yeah. You got two hundred five live. You got NXT, which you can watch weekly. Yeah. But it's like, if you want to watch the main two shows, Raw and SmackDown, you have to wait 30 days. For yeah, or it's on or Sky. you can watch it on Sky Sports if you yeah. want to pay an extra... 20 quid a month for Sky Sports. Yeah. On top of what you're well, already paying Oh, look, it's a Saturday afternoon yeah. TV slot. Of like yeah. Five and seven, so just before prime time, really. Yeah. Of, right, you've got the early afternoon slot of World of Sport Wrestling... Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I understand that. I, I mean, I understand why maybe they'd panic a little bit. But at the end of the day, you're a billion-dollar company. Mm. This is a, a TV show that's having a trial show. Yeah, you wouldn't panic that fast, that much. That well, as as was sort of revealed on like the 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 lost lost art crossover. There was the sort of a. An insider tip that like they've, they've booked the Winter Gardens for at least three years. Right, okay, so, so they're going to be running it on and on. Yes. Oh, right, okay. You see, you guys know more than me. <laughs> insider knowledge, mate. It's... Well, there you go. I say, I mean, at the end of the day, if that's true, and if there is going to be a, a, even a yearly thing, then good. Good. Why didn't you take the freaking contract then? <laughs> but then again, maybe. But then, no, if ITV doesn't, if, if, if World I, Sport doesn't work out, then it then be the you can go in it next year. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, see, it makes sense. It's a UK tournament, but they were looking also doing a weekly TV show, right? And then that might be a, the UK tournament. I think it would be the 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 taster. Yeah, 
Oh, we want more of that. I'll tell you what, here's a weekly TV show for you to... Yeah, that would actually, to be fair, that would go along lines, as we discussed in the last show, that they were thinking about putting indie shows on the network mm. and having like an indie company underneath them almost. Yeah. Um, that would be them creating that. They'd yeah. be creating their own British indie promotion, yeah. essentially. I mean, it's probably a bad thing for the indie promotions in the UK because if they're making them sign exclusive contracts, mm. then you're going to lose a lot of the high-quality talent. Yeah. Um, you, And it's going to become a lot more expensive if you hire the ones that... Well, that's it. It's... You know, so it's it's a catch-22. It depends on what you want. I think it's a positive, but I would have... It would have been preferable if they'd almost... Well, yeah, if they'd just found an established company over here and then said, right, well, what, how can, what can we make do to make you better if you put your show on our network? Um, that we discussed last time. Uh, but if this is the way they want to go about it, and being the WWE, they always try and crush everybody you know, globally, then I suppose that's something we have to deal with, and they're going to do what they want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not going to work in Japan. So, but they'll work here. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, we'll see how it plays out. I'm hope, Let's hope it's a success, first of all, because yeah. the last thing that we want yeah. is it to fall flat on its face and then will the sport to also fall flat on its face and then we get no wrestling. I think it'll succeed. We've got Triple H at the helm and William Regal has, I'm guessing, will be booking or having input. Yeah. Because I think he's part of the main reason why it's come to Blackpool. Probably. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Probably. He is. But again, William Eagle is a smart man. Mm. You know, I get the impression he will be good creatively. He will be a good booker. He will be, you know, he was a great worker. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> when he wasn't off his tits. <laughs> yeah. When he wasn't off his tits. <laughs> but I mean, like, like, I remember his last ever, well, what was billed as his last ever match. It's... Daniel Bryan. I don't know if it actually turned out to be his last ever match. Was that the one in the UK? Yeah, and it literally was a squash match. And I was fucking gutted, because I was looking forward to that match. That could have been a really good match, and he got squashed in like um, two minutes and did well, one move. There was that, and then there was also the fact that it's all the derivative and got him with the uh, real man's man theme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that could have been He's a really a good man. match. That would have been proper good. I, like, I miss William Regal. <laughs> Part of me wasn't as if after that match, he just went to the back and just went, Oh, you little toe raggers, you got me there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been besmirched. <laughs> or getting to the pen, just sits down at a desk and, well, you fooled me. <laughs> no, I was saying, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I probably will get hold of it somehow. I probably will watch it. You'll acquire some it by point. means. Yeah, so I will acquire it by means, whether that means I sign up free for a month. Who knows? <laughs> Wink, wait, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Um, but let's just hope it's a success. It sounds like World of Sport wasn't, so let's hope this is. You know. Yeah. It has well, every chance to be. Because considering also as well when they had an XC in Blackpool, was it a year ago, two years? Yeah, a year ago. A year ago. And the the crowd were chanting Jordan and Gable for ten minutes straight. Yeah, yeah. Literally, 
you could hear it probably right through the winter gardens. Jesus. That's how loud it was. Yeah. <laughs> Can you So. <laughs> Sounds. You see, but you used, you used to have um, like mega slam and all star at the winter gardens. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes in the summer. Yeah. They've just been sort of WWE just sort of yeah flash the cash and. Well, to be fair, you can't blame the people who run the winter gardens for that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm, I don't know how that place makes money. But there we go. Yeah. You know, it's one of them. It's, oh, it's a landmark. <laughs> Gotta keep it. Mm. They live yeah. in Asia. Yeah. £400 each. I don't I don't know, but apparently it's not very good. I've been yeah. here once. I got, I got in half price. I've never been. <laughs> don't plan on it. Yeah. Busy. <laughs> Kids have seen it, therefore I have no reason to go. <laughs> and the problem is, you'll see like on the Instagram, like the day of the show, you're like Triple H just stood there, like in in the middle of elimination, just like randomly posing, like here I am, dot dot dot, in elimination. <laughs> I just imagine him spitting water everywhere all over it. FaceTime Vince is going, look. <laughs> there's lights in here. <laughs> yeah, new topic. Go on, crack in, crack in the whip at you. Oh, am I? You're the booker. <laughs> you said new topic before, so I was like, I'll get you back. Just new topic. You're the booker. Hang on, hang on, hang on, I've got one. Well, you kept, you kept mentioning Japan, so I was going to sort of segue into that, possibly. All right, yeah, cool. Sounds like a plan. Is that what's next on your list, or? Uh, possibly. <laughs> yeah, it could be next. Why not? I have more bitching to do, but... <laughs> more moaning and bitching. But not about Japan, now. So we're talking Wrestle Kingdom? Yes. Wrestle Kingdom main event. Omega and Okada. It's very, very good. It's like a wrestling orgasm. <laughs> a wrestlegasm, if you will. <laughs> what? It just sounds like you're sort of there, you just come like, you make it sound like Vinnie Mark when he sneezed, and he's like, I sneezed. It was a very, <laughs> very good main event. <laughs> <laughs> I'm past expecting you have been sat there, and Katie comes downstairs, like, it's 3 a.m., what are you doing? And you sat there, it's over like, oh, not not quite but (laughs) well no it was like an uncontrollable one just for like the the... it was a ghost (laughs) (laughs) yeah like that yeah I know what you mean (laughs) it's like you sort of sat there it's like right just type in what you want to see like psychology and just there it's like false finishes you're like Like when Vin, that, that gif of Vince like falling, oh, I had to fall off his chair, like. Oh yeah. And, um, <laughs> and it's like, it's like, oh, we'll, we'll have we'll have a really really noisy Japanese crowd for some reason, which is really rare. Okay, Terminator entrance. Okay. It was good. Just like the sort of the Zandig build up of like, oh, oh, oh God, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Arcing ropes of jism everywhere. <laughs> it was just a very, very good match. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's a long match. It is. It's 54 minutes. Well, that's with the entrances. With entrances, yeah. With entrances and celebration. Yeah. But that's a long match. 
Um, the, sh- the show was long. It was like five hours long. The show. I'm listening the whole show because it's five hours long. Yeah. I watched this. Sh- I watched this match last night. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> I was making tea. <laughs> it's a very very good match. There was some like six sounding bumps and fuds, and it was like it was like like I don't I don't watch a lot of Japanese wrestling. Um, you don't watch so any Japanese. Wrestling. I don't watch any Japanese. Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit varied. I, you know, I watch the odd match here and there when I get told, you must see this match. And it's like, even with, what I, I, I have a gripe, but it's not with the match itself. But with knowing little to nothing about the two competitors, I was immediately sucked into the psychology and enthralled with the way that we were doing it. I was invested Straight yeah. away. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I say, I know, I didn't know anything about the characters, didn't know anything about the gimmicks. Knew, well, kn- knew that Omega was the leader of the Bullet Club. Yeah. Didn't know anything about Okada at all. Um, never seen him, never heard of him. But watched that match and was immediately invested. And like, there's... There's some spots in it that were spectacular, <laughs> to say the least. It it was almost perfectly paced as well, considering yeah. there was rest holds in it. Yeah, and I didn't even mind because it looked like they were doing something. But it's fair that if you are going forty five minutes, you do need a rest hold at some point. Of course you do. Of course you do. I was reading so. um, a quote from Okada actually. In that it's the first and only time he's ever felt like he was going to die in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, looking at some of the kicks and things like that, like the, the, the top rope drop kick to the back of his head. Oh man, that was sick. There was that, but then it was the fact that like, I think later in the match, like Kenny Omega picks him up, goes to the one, the one with the Dajel. You can tell he sort of looks at him and he's like, you realise he's not going to hit it. Yeah. So he just sort of transforms it into something else and just drops him like back of his head on his knee. Yeah. Yeah. No, cringe because of the fact that not long before the, the two comments at the English comments is, oh, Okada not long had neck fusion surgery. And it's yeah. Like, oh, dear. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't realize they had had neck fusion surgery. I thought they were commenting about him going to have need neck fusion surgery after. They mentioned it at one point, but I'm sure, I've, I'm sure I heard them mention that he'd had it. As well, oh, he possibly. might have done, because it was Kevin Kelly and Steve Carino, yeah. with, and Steve Carino kept talking about how he's had to have neck fusion surgery, right. and how painful it was, and how he's now basically crippled yeah. because of it, and like, it's, you know, I know, and how basically it's affected his life, mm. so to speak. Um I wasn't a fan of the commentary. Uh, they, they didn't do a bad job, but they didn't seem like they had much chemistry together. I don't know if they worked together before or not. Um, and I wasn't... I don't know, they weren't enthusiastic enough for what I wanted. Yeah. Um, I know uh, we discussed it briefly after we watched it. Um, the... Imagine Prime JR in that. Like, WrestleMania yeah. 17 JR calling that match. <laughs> He'd be dead by the end of it. Because <laughs> it, it, there's that, it's that, like... there's. I'm not saying that it's a spot fest, because it's not by any stretch of imagination. It's so well done. It didn't need there, to be. He'd have been there like you and Randy. And, on, yeah, on, he would have been having it, a fit. He would have been <laughs> orgasming. He'd have and, needed his own coal mine. Yeah, he would, genuinely. He'd be neck deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
was it was it was seriously seriously good. And I mean the fact that like the like we talk about psychology, yeah. yeah? And Kenny Omega breaks down every single point of Okada's body throughout the match. He controls the majority of the match. There's yeah. you know the odd like hope spot here and there, and like he gets worked a bit, but he controls the majority of this match. And I just remember, I remember like the uh, the commentators are consistently talking about how he's trying to set up for the one winged angel, his yeah. finishing maneuver, uh, and how everything he does is to pinpoint certain areas that will then be affected by this maneuver. Mm. So. He started working on like on his body and on his neck, and then and like there was there was one point that stood out to me, and it wasn't even something like particularly spectacular. He wing him into the ropes, and he come off the ropes, and boom, kidney shot him, and he did it three times, oh. and it was a sick Ford. It was just like Ugh, that's just grim. It was just a horrible sound, <laughs> and it was like. And they were discussing this, how he's, why he's working on that part of the body and how if he breaks that bit down, that makes his next bit easier to work on and then he can work on that. And then, and it was perfect. I, I want to say, yeah, it probably was. It was, it was amazing because it wasn't even like he just focused on one bit like, oh, I'm just going to keep hitting him in the head yeah. or I'm just going to keep like working on the legs and I can set up like an ankle lock or whatever. Yeah. It was, I'm going to work systematically through the parts of his body that will then make what I want to do in the end yeah. that much more effective mm. and are we, are we, can I give out a spoiler or not yeah it's been on by now so it's like it's available to watch places so if you yeah spoiler alert Kenny Mega loses yeah Rainmaker Okada wins yeah <clears throat> but it's like uh, he he never actually hits his finisher which is astounding to me because I see all these WWE shows and somebody hits the finisher and they kick out of it and then they hit the finisher three more times and they still kick out of it and yeah. it's like oh he kicks out of his finisher so I'm kicking out your finisher so you're kicking out my finisher yeah. and it it exposes the business because it just exposes that your what's supposed to be your ending move isn't good enough Yeah, it's like when you think back to the days if somebody kicked out of the Stone Cold Stunner, not a normal stunner, the Stone Cold Stunner, that was it. Yeah. Yeah? It was like, it was like, it was an eruption because it was, nobody kicked out of that move. Yeah. Like, um, Neville does a red arrow. Yeah. It? Nobody ever kicked out of it. Mm. Still nobody's kicked out of it. I don't think. Or did one person kick out of it on NXT and that's why the, the place exploded because nobody had done that before. So it had meaning. It was important. Yeah. It was, I was sort of going to say that like, no one kicked out of the stunner. I remember there was, there was the systematic ways to sort of use the term that they used. There was like, I think he did it on Van Damme at King of the Ring 2001. Right. Where he did the stunner on RVD. RVD did his flip de do. Yeah. Flip de do, bro! <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah, um, but rather than be lying in the ring and wait for Austin to cover him, he literally sort of flipped it out of the ring from it. Yeah, which so all oh, right, I can't pin him because that's how the ring. So I need to get, go out the ring to put him back in the ring so I can do it again to pin him. Yeah, but that so, was probably just RVD being a dick and overselling. Yeah, but it was like a four way as well. So it was it was like well, mm. no one else, no one else who can do it. If I if I surely if Austin hit it and pinned him, he wouldn't have kicked out. But because he. Was out the ring. He went out the ring. Yeah, yeah. He, so well, 
I don't know. Well, maybe, but then again, that, I suppose that's if I suppose they booked it that way so that he can kick out. Think about it like that, because then it was I obviously can't what happened afterwards. No, no, no. <laughs> but it's, so it's like that. I mean, the Stone Cold was just an example I was using. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the pedigree, though. People, Triple H went has been wrestling that long that he's ended up being sucked into the hole. People kick out of his finisher. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was. It was refreshing that he didn't hit it, mm. and I've never, I've never thought that I'd ever say that about a, a, a move. I'd never thought I'd think, oh, I don't want to see him hit his finisher. Yeah, but I didn't because it was like, if he hits it, it is over, yeah. and that's how a finisher should be. That's how it should be viewed. Unfortunately, on the other side of it, what I assume was <laughs> Okada's finisher, he hit or like the, the four or five fight. times. Yeah. yeah, the rainmaker. The rainmaker. Um, I think it was. Three or four times, he yeah. Hit. Which, again, was a bit. Uh, I was a little bit put off by that, um, but I, I, un, I understand the psychology of it. He had to hit it that many times because yeah. he hadn't worked over Omega mm. like he'd been worked over. Yeah. He hadn't done the systematic breaking down of his body so that it makes more, so that his finisher had more of an effect. It was literally Omega took maybe two bumps on his like two, two shots to his head, maybe yeah. maybe three. Yeah, everything else was a card of getting worked. Mm. Yeah, and a card's head and a card's neck. Yeah, so when it comes to it, oh well, he's hit the rainmaker. Yeah, but if that that's one move that he's taken to his head. Yeah. So okay, maybe it's a finisher, but then it's flashing yellow. It's not flashing red, <laughs> and you need it to flash red. Yeah, if you go back to the old SmackDown days. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it needs to flash red for you to actually get the pinfall from that maneuver. Yeah, so to have to hit it that. So four or five, well, four times I think it was, mm. yeah. And it made even more sense that he did the jumping twirling tombstone before he then hit it yeah. and got the finisher because again, that's a move that works on that part of the body. Yeah. So it was like even in that, that the psychology the was great. Second tombstone as well, I think. Uh, I think the first one got reversed. There was one that definitely got reversed. I don't know if it was the second. The second attempt got reversed. I think he hit one and he, yeah. he went for the pin and Kenny kicked out. Yeah. Then he went for another, fired for another one, and that was when Kenny picked him up, got yeah. him, reversed it, got him on his shoulders, and I think that was when he went, oh, I can try for the the yeah. one with Nigel, but I'm not, oh, I can't get it, so yeah. I'm just gonna try and, I'm gonna drop him back at back of the head on my knee. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, some of them knees as well, they were brutal. Yeah. I think it was <sighs> a, the second to last one. With the worst, I think the worst sound, well, sounding and looking from in terms of where, where it hit. Yeah, yeah. It, there was one which it looked like he almost looked like he missed it, and then he just hit it again straight away. And it was like, oh, that, oh, oh, oh. that was oh, it was a gross sound again. But there was, there was um, I think there was also there was, I think it was towards the end when I think one of the last knees he hit and he went for the pin, yeah. and I can't, I think it was when Akada just kicked out. Yeah, but um, Akada just Akada was selling it. it was either, either he was genuinely out or he yeah. Was, he, he sold it well to oh yeah yeah he essentially dropped like his hacky shit yeah <laughs> so. it was brilliant from both men mm. to be honest uh, uh, um yeah sorry I'm gonna have to go shower hello this is for I can't we say hello at the same time fuck's sake <laughs> Hello! Hello. This is an advertisement for Master Debaters. Oh, can we say Master Debaters together as well? Yeah?
Hello. Hello! I'm Michael. I'm Sean. No, I'm Tuffer. And we are the Master Debaters. Oh, <laughs> we, 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 we are the Master Debaters. That's what we're all saying it. Yeah. Hello. Hello! I'm Michael. I'm Sean. I'm Tuffer. And we, we are, are the Damn Master it, Sean. Debaters. I thought we were just doing... Hello. Hello! I'm Michael. I'm Sean. I'm Tuffer. We are the, the Master, Master Debaters. Debaters. You can find us on Twitter at underscore Master Debaters, SoundCloud, Podbean, and iTunes. Just do yourself a favour and jump aboard this podcast train. Choo choo, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, check out NowThatImOlder.com every Thursday for a brand new episode of the podcast, Now That I'm Older. It's a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time with your host, Shane Smith. Woo! Wheeling, dealing! Limousine, right! Jet flying! And Ken Baldwin. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. We talk about things that happened to us when we were younger. We talk about some random news stories, and we basically just sit around and shoot the shit. So check out NowThatImOlder.com every Thursday for a brand new episode. Thanks a lot. What is the Potter family? This is Matthew McDonough from the Passersby Podcast. This is Matt Pierce from the Crossover Podcast. This is Knock from the Geek Over Podcast. This is Jason from the Three Is Comedy Podcast. This is Adam from Everyone Has a Podcast. We're Josh and David from the Scotch and Flicks Podcast. This is Michael Vasquez of the No Sound Bites Allowed Podcast. We are you. Podcasters coming together in a community to help one another grow. So follow us on Twitter at Potter and Family and use the hashtag Potter and Family in your tweets and retweet other people who do the same. Potter and Family, where great podcasts come home. Hi, I'm Paul the Hat Guy Flinders, and I am the host of the RAD podcast, Random Ass Discussion. And we discuss about absolutely anything that's on our minds doesn't matter how taboo the subject is, we will talk about it and give you our opinion. Whether it's popular or not, controversial or not, or thought-provoking, or just downright daft. You can find us on Spreaker at www.spreaker.com forward slash RAD podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash UK RAD podcast. We are on Twitter at UK RAD podcast. And we are also now on iTunes. Uh, just search for us at the UK RAD podcast and we should show up. So if you're ready for a bit of a random ass discussion, a little bit of um, comedy gold and maybe a little bit of thought-provoking in, uh, conversation, uh, come over and join the fun. And just remember, there are plenty of podcasts out there, but not that many of them are rad. Now it's back. It's the lost art of podcasting slash wrestling slash key fade. I'm Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it was, well, it's like I was saying to you how 
throw hard people in the corner that no one was known to fear. Yeah. It wasn't even that strange, it was just good. Strange and strange and good. Strange effects, strange effects. Yeah. But it's not me to have one you call it like that. They're there to interfere, aren't they? Yeah. They're there sort of for support. Yeah. Well like in, if that had been a WWE match, they would have both they would have been fighting on the outside. Someone would have got thrown out, one of them would have played under the ring and then come out and then attacked one of the, the other guy and it would have been a total clusterfuck. Uh, lack of a better description and you know it's just it was good it was refreshing I don't think it was well close to four yeah cringe every time well you know probably because I'm swearing yeah see doesn't like it how are we going to win awards where are you <laughs> it's raw <laughs> <laughs> Explicit on it, it's fine. This is true. After your ears. Love you all. Whatever. So, yeah. That's it. I think we're on the fan topics now. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Ooh, that was something I wanted to mention actually. I, uh, I saw it today on um, Kenny Omega's Twitter about him taking a break from Japanese wrestling to decide what he wants to do with next week's career. Whatever you're thinking, it's probably not true. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything. I'm not suggesting that he is coming to the WWE like 90% of the online population are. But I just, I was just wondering what you thought. Whether he would go, whether if he did go he'd be buried or it'd actually well, he, be useful. He said himself that he doesn't want to, he wants to be like the legend who never went. Right, right. Sting, like Sting went. Yeah, well, Sting went because at that point in time, he might as well take a payday. Yeah. Can you have it more than that? No. I want to be known for where he didn't go. Right, right. Um, well, it's a weird, it's a weird one, it's Kenny Omega, because he's not went from being hiding the invisible opponent to the world dollar opponent. Right, right. And he's done the PWG, he's done the Ring of Honor. Um, but he, he originally started out as a, I think he was like heavyweight or junior heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, because we were talking about him being as a fighting junior heavyweight in yeah. Japan. But then he said basically, oh, I want to be the heavyweight. I mean, now I'm classing myself as a heavyweight. Yeah. To go yeah. for the IBU GP belt. Right, right. Oh, no, it's like the guy, uh, he was undersized compared to the guy that he was wrestling. But the guy, I mean, the guy who was wrestling was 6'3". Um, at least, if you believe what he said on the commentary. And, um, but I mean, he, in terms of WWE size, I mean, six foot three, two hundred forty-five pounds. It's not actually that big, and you know, and Kenny Omega was a lot smaller than he was. But I still, I don't imagine him being. I don't, I don't, I don't, know, I don't think he'd be smaller than AJ Styles is. Well, I mean, this was. <laughs> well, no, I mean, do you not feel like. I suppose you'd have to agree to come in on a similar type of deal to what I just asked him to to make sure he got that treatment. Oh, yeah. Because you wouldn't want to be talking about in um, NXT if you were, uh, you know, earning that much money in Japan, which I assume he's earning big money. Um, and I noticed they were talking on the broadcast about them coming over to America and doing shows in America as well. 
which I thought was quite interesting. Like trying to take um, English by the world. They've done the odd bit of crossover with right, the Fallout Green Hornet. Yeah, that's yeah. The old guy over, I mean, these are full shows. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounded like anyway, when we talked about bringing full shows over. Because they kept, they were talking about it at the beginning of the match actually, about who would be better to lead New Japan now they're going to take the show out of Japan and take it overseas. Because Okada can only speak Japanese, which limits him to who he can work with. Whereas Omega can speak English and Japanese, so he could work with more stars when they come over. Which I thought was really interesting that they were talking in almost breaking kayfabe. Yeah, you talk about you know the actual backstage stuff. I don't. I don't know. I thought it was quite interesting. Can you imagine? It's thirty-three. Uh, he's six foot. He's two hundred and three pounds. Yeah. So he's a bit bigger then. Not weight-wise, though, which is interesting. But again, it's, I'm not too sure if he didn't get if he didn't get a deal like style. I don't think he'd be used in the same manner. I think he'd be treated probably almost like Neville was in a sense. You know, as a you know, does a little bit here and there, and then you know, we don't really have any kind of story to put you in, so do yeah. this. And we should be ruining this actually. That's the point. Yeah. Well, that's it. Well, that's it. I mean, AJ Styles is a once in a lifetime kind of guy, really, because there's not many people who would do what he did. He, okay, yeah, he made it on the NBC in America, and then, well, you know, still didn't pay that much, whatever it is. WWE tried to sign him on, like, you know, one of these developmental contracts, he wasn't interested, he went to Japan, made himself the biggest star in Japan, and then basically couldn't write his own paycheck. So there ain't many guys who've done that. Um, or even couldn't do that, had the determination to do that. You know, I, you think about, I think about something like Snow Joe, he probably could have done something like that, but instead was having to take the developmental deal. And it's taken two years, maybe two years, you pushed up? Pulled up? Pulled up in two years. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I say that assuming he's going to get pulled up in the world, which is what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, again, 33. Oh, right, go on, go on. Regarding the Omega Akari match. Right, right. Yeah, well, my question was does, does, the, does the mythical match that you will pick to show a non wrestling fan to try and get them interested in wrestling? Yeah. Now, Dave Meltzer gave this match <coughs> six stars. Yeah. And bear in mind, they it's out of five. Yeah. Would you show this match to somebody who's never watched wrestling before to try and get them to watch wrestling? Um, Here's my question. Now, I have my own answer. Um, but I was just quite interested. What before? I would have to say no. 
So I'm fine, apart from probably having to sit there explaining the whole mythos of Ninja Pan and all that sort of thing. Right. And that really goes from the history of the match and this Kenny Reggae's football history and Carmen's history. Well, I mean, I didn't have any of that and I watched it and you won't get back to it. Well, yeah. <laughs> you won't get wrestling back to Yeah, yeah. You're not trying to convert. I want not to convert you. Yeah, yeah. Because you. Because I already. You're a convert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, from my point, the man of a thousand gimmicks. Yeah, which I've got to mention for a Yeah, but that's kind of talent. You're telling the boy. But no, my reasoning is simply put, it's too long. I wouldn't show this to an unwrestling fan <clears throat> because it's a very, very long match, and if I show them this match, they will assume every match is like that. Yeah. Which is why, which is why uh, people say you should never show, you know, should never show the Undertaker versus this is Mick Foley in Hell as well. It's an absolutely epic match. Yeah. That's one match on its own. Every other wrestling match is not like that match. Yeah. So it's like I, I, I hate to say this match doesn't technically exist. If I was trying to show something to somebody to get them into wrestling, I'd probably show them a promo package. Show the match. Yeah? Because the promo package gives you that story at that moment. Yeah, it's a brief three minute thing, so you can straight away. Yeah? And again, to show somebody <laughs> <laughs> But no, that's it. I just think it's too long. Uh, fifty plus minutes, yeah. That's like a standard wrestling match is, well, probably closer to seven minutes. Wow, yeah, seven or eight minutes. Yeah, so I couldn't, I couldn't say you sit, you watch this match, and then you'll love wrestling because the way everything's perfect, they don't understand why it's perfect. Yeah. Whereas I, if I showed them a promo package with any luck, they would immediately be invested in one of those characters. Yeah, so it's the character that drove them in. So you sit, you watch, and you're like, "All oh, right, yeah, I'm really grand that guy because this guy's been picked up, whatever it may be." Yeah, and that's what makes them invested in. And they're invested in the match, and it might be a network to say, "I'm going to for an hour match, I'm going to a 10, 15 minute match, yeah, whatever it may be." And that's that's how I think it gets really interesting. I'm just. Opinion because obviously this is obviously it's, a really highly regarded match. It's one of them. It's you only watch it if you're a fan. Yeah. Like you will need. I think. Oh, I'm gonna try and get interested. I'm gonna watch Wrestle Kingdom 11. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm gonna watch the, the full show and the full main event, which goes on just for 40 odd minutes, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like no idea who anyone is or anything. Yeah. And, here, watch five hours of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what WWE tries to do with WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah it is. Because it tries, because that's why they've got the stupid gimmick matches and stuff. He's trying to get new fans to watch to watch wrestling. But again, oh look, we put Snooki on this year's WrestleMania. You're tuning in to watch Snooki. No, you just turn wrestling fans off 
and the people who wanted to see Snooki waited for it comes out on YouTube the next day. Well, yeah, but it always inevitably is. But that's just that's my example. Um, you know, they try like okay, the Mike Tyson thing worked. Yeah, but ever since then they've consistently tried to do the same thing. Oh, well, we'll have this person as a special force. Oh, Shaquille O'Neal's having a match. Shaquille O'Neal retired five years ago. And now he's having a match with Big Show. Yeah, people aren't going to watch. It doesn't, you, it's like when they put Floyd Mayweather on. You're not going to pay your $30, $50, whatever it is, to watch the show just so I can see Floyd Mayweather. I wrestle, in air quotes, the Big Show. Because you're not interested. It doesn't draw people in like it would do, say, something like Mike Tyson. But Mike Tyson was transcendent. And he wasn't even involved in the sport of boxing at the time. He was busy trying to fight off lawsuits. Yeah. So at the end of the day, again, trying to get somebody to suddenly tune in and watch a five-hour show because you know one celebrity's on it, they're going to be on it for less than ten minutes. It doesn't work. If you were, if you did start watching wrestling because Snooki was on WrestleMania, please get in touch. And I will block you. Hopefully you start holding back up. That was a list of topic time. First one from Paul, who writes an awful human. Paul from the Bath Podcast. Uh, 12. Well, you know, as many as I can carry. 
No, I've killed your advantage. <laughs> oh no, they gave me a ride on it. Give me a yeah. <laughs> What flavour did you want? I need what rad. Yeah, that was my choice. Don't know if you have a different answer. Oh! Interesting. Yeah. Go on, go on, go on. The one, the, the one show you couldn't make it to because I'm stuck working. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> but it's free to watch on YouTube. Oh, you're going to say this is Alligero. You win the thunder now. Yeah, I called it. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> But you weren't there. I was not there, no. But I have seen it. You were not there at the interview. No, I was not. You were not there at that interview. I was there. <laughs> it was a good match, though. Yeah, I can understand that. Two very different matches, though. Yeah, but I've seen that from German Schindler. Yeah, no, that was brutal. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It was good. I can't even say that. So I was just trying to call through. I was, I was thinking, can I say my was better? Nah, no, I can't really. Because yours was really good. I don't think man. I think man was really, really good. But, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to split them. Was that on the show when you did the other humble as well? I think. Yeah. Show Marcin no doubt. 
a lot of people put out, oh, I just, I'm just, I'm only mentioning it because in terms of crowd reaction, I think that was that so far over. From what I remember, the neither From what I remember, it did have a year of high. It did have a year of high, but I just, I, obviously, over the, the ending where you know John Russell passed the torch um, in air quotes because he didn't want to have a torch to pass. Um, <laughs> you know, big jump going down. It was like that was a really really entertaining match because. I, I, I remember at that moment in time, I didn't really know what to think of Noam Dar. I knew he was talented, but he never got really a push into anything, really. You know, he, he was on every show, but he was never, oh, this guy's going to be the next PCW champion, or whatever it was. Yeah. And that kind of launched him into that run to the title, which, you know, in terms of story development for an indie promotion, was quite, it was obviously a really big moment, and it was quite a, it was quite a, Onto this, like if it was weekly and you know that would have lasted like a couple, a couple of weeks, whereas obviously because it's India and it's yeah, a couple of months at the time, it was a big thing. You know? I don't know, just, just point out there. So let us know, let, let me know what you think. The other thing I remember from that match, I mean, if I remember correctly, was I think Joe went to top rope and no one just said, No, doom. <laughs> Doom! <laughs> and the whole crowd started chatting Doom for some reason. Yeah. Well, um, I think I'll pull the future of world sport. I'm just going to say the future of world sport. Uh, I think we kind of covered that earlier. That I, well, you watched it. Yes. I didn't. If you couldn't sit through it, then that's it. So I sort of I was sat through it and just I didn't really enjoy it. Well, no, but that, that's what I mean. If you didn't enjoy it, and you're a wrestling fan who's watched a lot of wrestling, then what? What hope does it have? Because yeah. the way I, the way the way I see it is, I assumed it was a one night only deal. Um, I didn't even realise there was thoughts of making it into a you know like possibly into a weekly show or whatever it may be. Um, and then from you know, from what I've heard is not that many people enjoyed it. If it's like any TV show, they put a pilot out there, and if nobody watches the pilot or nobody's interested in it, it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you might put a test. Like I remember there was one show that I used to watch, and you put a test pilot out, watched it, and then they ended up picked it up and lasted six episodes and cancelled it. Yeah. Because nobody then watched it. So it's. It's going to be a similar situation. It depends on what the ratings were. Now, judging by people's reactions, I'm guessing they weren't that high and they're not that positive reviews either. So, I can only assume there is no future to it. Is that good? No idea. I don't know. I don't want to see the race, see what else was on at the time. Yeah, yeah. But it's not, I think they were sort of partially expecting a draw, like back in, like a, a massive, oh, we're going to do five million. Right, um, right. Really? Yeah, no. <laughs> you could have put Stone Cold Steve Austin on that show and we would have done five million. Yeah. Again, it's like it's New Year's Eve, people are getting ready to ground. Mm-hmm. They're getting ready because they're having people around. Yeah, yeah. 
the other people probably really watched it, the ones who even probably sniped us later on. Yeah, yeah. You might get the ones who missed it on the watch on catch up. Yeah. Or there's the ones that, like the kids and stuff, who are like not doing anything. Yeah. 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 Let me. Your audience by the time you put it on to be fair. Like you say, but I mean, if WWE doesn't do close to five million, so you're not going to. No way. Um, Paul then asks, uh, best and worst gimmick matches. Uh. So we might have ourselves. Um, it's again what keeps into what I've said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything that's to do with uh, like a festive theme or a Halloween theme or anything daft like that now, they're all stupid. That's what I'm like back to the last episode with Pumpkin Match. Yeah. Yeah. No, stupid. The Thanksgiving Ball. Yeah. Yeah. Anything like that's ridiculous, stupid. And I hate when they do it because they don't need to. Yeah. We know what day it is. We know what day's coming up. We don't need, we don't need you to then put a, a daft match on where you make some guy look like a complete nut at all. Um, oh, I, t- ooh, I tell you, there was one that was good, and it was the um, gravy wrestling match on SmackDown. Can't um, be that. Sure. <laughs> she didn't know that. <laughs> you were about to say there was. No, I wasn't. I wasn't going down that route. But no, no. Perhaps he couldn't keep quiet. No, no Kate, put the gun down. <laughs> but yeah, no, well, that was fun. Welcome to the last half of Kate's face. <laughs> that was fun when I was 15. Point that out there. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, but to be fair, though, she's telling you quite a lot. Like, we wouldn't have a great match. Why? Yeah. But that was the case of, well, you can do it. We have all the great pieces. Yeah. In spring. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, but no, they, like, we did it at, like, festive time. So it was supposed to be great and stuff. And I was like, right, well, if you're going to do it, you might as well, you know, stick to Scandal Be Fine Women and some gravy. <laughs> 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 What's 15, woman? <laughs> 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 okay, see, not the nice. <laughs> I'll pay for it later, don't worry about it. Right. No doubt it'll be about 3 a.m. when Kate when is like pain and you got some smacks in the balls. <laughs> What happened? I don't know what happened. Why is my balls hurting? No. Night terror. Night terror. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so. Unless <laughs> he's trying to kill himself. Back to the topic in oh. hand. Who books this shit? <laughs> you apparently, you're the booker. <laughs> but no, good matches, good gimmick matches anyway. I like the concept of the money in the bank when it was for, like when they did it once a year yeah. and not or not having yeah, some dedicated pay per view. Once a year, um, that was a good idea, good concept. I quite like the Elimination Chamber. 
that was also a relatively good idea. Unfortunately, now there's a whole pay-per-view dedicated to it, which, you know, I, again, I want one every year, that's it. Yeah. Um, which is the problem to that, because of how heavy it is, you want to sit in the arena back in the carpet. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not shocked by that. Um, LSL was good before they then dedicated the pay-per-view to it and put matches in it that don't need to be more. Um, Chelsea. Chelsea, again, same thing. The thing with gimmick matches is, they're good in small doses. If you have one a year, you can build up to it. But that also doesn't mean that I want one every single year. So, like, the first TLC match was brilliant. The second TLC match, again, was pretty brilliant. And then now there's a whole pay-per-view dedicated to TLC. Well, no, I don't want that. Well, like, I want it on one time in a special occasion. You know, I, didn't, I don't need it every year. It's like... A Hell in a Cell match should be reserved for The Undertaker, but now everybody has it. It, it was his gimmick, it was his match. It's like, they don't do them anymore. Casket matches, casket matches never really work for me anyway. But, it's, in fact, that was probably one of the, on the other side of it, was one of the work, like, you know, more ropey ones, let's say. Yeah. Um, but again, you don't, it, it's one of them that should be saved for The Undertaker, really. Ambulance matches, don't, don't like that either. Very alive. Very alive. Again, I'm fucking on that. I quit matches, and now John Cena's match. Well, again, I don't. An I quit match is. There's not. You know, every five seconds they're stopping to pick the mic up. It's frustrating, yeah. it's annoying. All the ref's walking around with the mic so I can hear it rustling against his arse cheeks. Yeah, no, I'm not really. I don't really want that. I'm not. You know? You know it's the thing with gimmick matches is keep them to you know so they're not they're not they shouldn't be treated like normal matches they should be treated like speciality like a table match a table match was a Dudley's thing but you know table matches just you know every couple of weeks on a row no have a table match no no table matches should be safe for pay-per-views yeah. yeah any of these gimmick matches is a pay-per-view match don't matter on your TV shows should be Standard rules matches or no DQ matches. That's it. And in fact, I'm not even a fan of having no DQ matches on. It should just be standard wrestling matches. Everything else, just save the big views. Yeah. Like an Ironman matches, they don't. I can't remember last time you did an Ironman match. Uh, they might have done one for the women's title actually. Yeah. Sasha Banks and Charlotte. Was it? Oh, oh, you think? Oh, no, I'm on the real, on the, the main show. But either way, I'm on matches again. One, have one a year, if that. Have one every couple of years because then it makes it more important. Like they did a last man standing match on Raw between Braun Strowman and Sami Zayn. What was the point? Why? Why did I need I didn't need that? Let's blow off to that feud on Raw. Yeah, yeah pointless. Absolutely pointless. <laughs> no? So why not save that for a pay-per-view? You've invested in it, you've built up to it, and then we're gonna put this great map that what should be a great match. Watch it. On Raw, when it should be on a pay-per-view, because it's a speciality match. And yeah, we're just gonna go away from that. So but then again, that that's Thing that I brought up the last one about and have the pay per view, and then the next time, Raw, you have all the same matches. Fucking stupid. 
This is quite an annoying question because I've got that book at home, like the Thanos of 2001 book, like, thinking about the problems of that, the wonderful investment. Oh, right. Like, that cheers characters, things that happened. Yeah. And down the giant endowment and just brought that. Oh, lovely. It rained. There's. The worst that comes to mind, the first one that sort of when I read it was um, we covered it before was that the domed cage match in CNA. Oh god, yeah. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but yeah, I know, I know which one you mean. The one where it, it took him that long to climb out. Yeah, like, oh, we, we can't sell this much longer. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and he in the end, he crawled out for Campbell. Yeah. We just couldn't get out of the top, it was on the side, yeah. He was a struggle to get out of the top of this, so we had to crawl out of the camera. Yeah. So stupid. Um, the recent even had the King of the Road match. It was King of the Road match? It was where they, they pre, it was that one where they couldn't, they still couldn't have blood on TV, and one of them right. got busted up in the hard way. It oh, may have been shit. gimmicks. Right. Um, it was Dustin Rhodes and someone else, it was a match on the truck. Oh, dri- oh, driving oh. through like a some sort of hilly. <laughs> and they've got to start, start at the end of the truck, work the way to the front of this, this right. truck, whatever, and ring the bell to win the match. That's how ridiculous it happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so stupid. Welcome to the lost art of wrestling. Russo booked it. This is pre Russo. No. This is in the dark. This is like when the medieval times of wrestling, like in the mid 90s, like 94. Jesus. That sounded so Russo as well. There was the... Anything on a pole. Yeah. <laughs> Always stupid. Always stupid. The pegger on a pole, stand there. Yeah. The piñata on a pole. So oh, we've got a group of Mexican readers. Right, you're Mexican, you're Mexican, you're Mexican. Piñata on a pole. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you one that I don't like that I think I might get some people. Ultimate X matches. Don't like it. Uh, so like, do I. Well, when, when the X drops off the Yeah, uh, what happens over there? Any matches involving fans? Yeah. Lumberjacks? Um, Any matches involving celebrities? Yeah. <laughs> lumberjacks? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no, actually, they're not really keen on lumberjack <laughs> matches, but so the lumberjacks aren't doing anything. And ultimate, uh, they're smart. Well, in, like, the TNA, where they had that one with like, James Storm or someone else, where the, they all gave the fans belts. And it's like, oh, if they come out of the wing, you can hit them with the belts, and it's like, but they can't retaliate. Like, that's just a recipe for disaster. It was. Yeah. Um, scaffold matches. <laughs> awful. Yeah. Um, the most things Japan have done. <laughs> the, the, the swimming pool death match. I've not seen it. There was a, a swimming, swimming pool. There was a pool on a ring on a, a ring on a floating on a pool. Right. And they had to get boats out to it. <laughs> um, it's not only found with the water freezing cold. 
But if Wesley got thrown into the water that was entered them eliminated, then the explosion went off. <laughs> okay. Um, it was like an exploding pool death man or something. Right, that sounds ridiculous. Hell in a kennel. Hell in a kennel. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> what are the dogs going to do? Shooting this everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pumping trouble on my TV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else do you want Yeah, again, anything sort of involving space heaters. Anything involving animals. Dry ice, animals. Uh, oh! Uh, Inferno matches, they're stupid. Yeah. The Wyatt Family vs. Katie and Inferno match is so, so stupid. They've got carpets! <laughs> <laughs> the Wyatt Family are in the ring, oh my god! It was just like, oh my god. <laughs> god. And it's like one arm tied behind your back, I'm not a fan of stupid shit like that. Yeah, my phone um, matches. Yeah. But apparently there was one that was quite good. But I'm not saying. Which one? Um, Jake the Snake and Rick Martel. Apart from Jake the Snake Race Kayfabe within like 20 seconds of getting the blindfold on. Oh man. Um, yeah. But if you ignore that, apparently it's quite good. <laughs> I've made you find this now. <laughs> I'm good, I'm good based on what the uh, guys on the OSW said. Yeah, that's like your Bible. What? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, like the, the one they had recently where it's like the, the, the shark cage over the range. Oh. And the manager in the cage. Yeah, the they're, putting, they're doing a Jericho, aren't they? Yeah. At the Rumble. Yeah. Yeah, that's not I don't understand why. I don't understand what it does. It's bad enough to keep up with the phone. It's like, we know what's happening. We're going to drop something and see if used by Roman Reigns. Yeah, probably. Um, drop the list. <laughs> it's only the best. TLC? No, yeah. TLC, when, TLC back, way back when, when it was OG TLC. Yeah, yeah. I want to sell when we never delete TLC. Um, uh, when it was originally. Oh. Yeah, just for the Undertaker. Yeah, when he was just, when he was a proper special man. Once in the blue moon, yeah. Um, just like like any, it's like any kind of match, almost. It, well, there are some that are obviously stupid, like the ones with Paige, but like there are some that work, and obviously work. Like an Iron Man match works, the Hell itself works. It's just you have to limit the exposure of it. These things become boring when they are exposed and overused. So, like, I really enjoyed my in the bank matches, or at least I did, until they got overexposed and overused. Yeah? One a year was more than enough, because it was more the implication of what that briefcase meant. Now there's two, or there's four a year, and it's stupid. It becomes pointless. Oh, I've got another bad one. Oh, yeah. The reverse battle royal. So you have to get in the ring? Yeah. Yeah, they did it. Oh. Not even shocked. Mm. Not even shocked. Like a tin, anyway. Yeah, I've been over now. Good night. Actually, I hate it. What's 
say I hate them, but I will watch them occasionally because I would do like gimmick stuff. It's really done to play, or it's just it's been done once. It's like I'm gonna do it again. It's like, we know what's gonna happen. It's like war games. The first war games was quite good. Yeah. The second war games was apparently quite good, and it just went more steadily and steadily downhill, and became more and more stupid. <laughs> Yeah. Something to do with Toby's Army. It's like, oh, we're out. Right, Pinfoil. Yeah. The champion. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, that's. that's... <laughs> but yeah. Uh, then Paul Hess asked Best non WWE or TNA signed British female talent. Best non signed. Best non signed. It has to be British. Yeah. <laughs> well, you asked me first. <laughs> um, I really don't want to say it, David. It's where I'm at. I'm not saying that much so to be fair. Well, that's it. The reason why I'm struggling is there isn't that. I've not seen that much British women's wrestling because most of the indie shows I go to don't have women's matches. Um. You know, and the what the, 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 I tell you what, actually, I did. Uh, we watched when we went to a PCW show once, and there was an all female wrestling show on. Oh, yeah, day I show. That was it. First yeah. Eve, yeah, I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that, that match eventually released with the actual uh, release after the free show thing. Oh, yeah. But I think it just sort of captured how bad it was. There you go. So the answer probably is the resume. <laughs> Uh, well, there's a few. There's nothing here, I'll say. It's like Kaylee Ray, Brian, and they all got Japan. Right, right. Okay. Uh, Kaylee Ray was alright. She jumped off the bar. What? They flip the door every now and then. Yeah. Um, I don't know what yours. It's a hard question to answer because we haven't seen that much of it. Yeah. Um, and what we have seen was very limited. Uh, it was limited in time, it was limited in terms of exposure. As we were explaining before, if you haven't seen these people before, you have to have a, you have to somehow create an investment in them. Yeah. Now, a five minute match between, like, uh, well, five minutes, say, like the first time I was there exposed to Viking and said where I was going to find out. She was in a tag team match lasted less than five minutes on that Pro Wrestling Eve show when I was probably half caught but it was anyway. Uh, and this is by the day. Um so my the, my investment in that was limited. I wanted to show the Thrown out. He, yeah. That even when your booker can't control things, he's acting like he doesn't know what's going on. Well, that's it. That show was that bad. The booker didn't have a clue. <laughs> so, you know, it's unfortunate because I'm sure there are talented female wrestlers in the UK, but I haven't seen them. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think the other ones we've seen, really, from when people bring up the whistle, that's only been through and people they've been around. They're just sort of facing the male ones. Yeah, well, that, yeah, but that, again, I don't, I don't, 
I, <laughs> the, main, the problem with that is, is that I always say other things because I don't Okay, against the other women, she did seem quite good, especially when Sorry and Future Shot. She looked quite a bit better when she was the way she was booked in Future Shot. But what I, all I remember is Bubblegum running over and pinning her and shouting sex pin at the top of the movies. <laughs> and pissed myself off. <laughs> and I, yeah, that's what I remember. I saw um, I saw a bit of Nixon Newell at Chicago. Right. Where she was on the Fanfare Pro pre show and there was like a couple of exhibitions. Right, right. Well. And she was pretty good. Right. Um, I think she was part of the trying out as well recently and you'll have to go part of the whole Alright, okay. Um uh, April Davis she got the next martial arts background for that. Yeah, yeah, like I say, when she was facing the wound, it was interesting, it was, you know, it was quite good, but then she started facing the men, and then didn't appear for months, yeah. and then was suddenly back again, it was weird, it was like they almost forgot to book her, it was, I think it was, it was quite worked. Yeah, maybe, maybe so, I'd say I'm not into the background of these people, the paralyzed or anything like that, so, I don't know. It was just one minute she was there and she was on PCW and Future Shark and other things and the next minute she was gone and then a few months later she was back. Like, yeah, she's back. Like, Alright, let's go. I have to tell you. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> what now? <laughs> uh, I have enough topics. Yeah. Yeah? Go for it. See you then. The big news. The massive news. Go on, drop the news. No more Dixie Carter bitches. No more. Well, you say no more, she's still has more equality uh, a share in it. Um, yeah, it's a minority share, yeah. and she's having nothing to do on the screen. But she's not director anymore. Yeah, she's gone. We no longer have to look at her or listen to her or suffer through her, but. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you were going to say this was like when there's a like picture of which she dressed as Kevin Mattman from the AU podcast. To be fair, uh, when she first took over the company, it was fine. And then she, I don't know who told her to do, webs, you know, to basically can it all and, you know, change everything. Well, that's what she ruined it. And then she became an on screen personality, which should never have happened, which ruined it even more. And, uh, but no. I'm just glad she's gone. Which also, I don't know if you've noticed, now coincides with Josh Jarrett coming back. Yes, I have. I read that before. Yeah. Which um, did get mentioned in a topic uh, by Dallas, who said, In TNA future, with no more Dixie, no more Dixieland as chairman, and Jarrett rumored to come back for Oh, see? I preempted the listeners, not it? Or maybe you went through one, I don't know. No, not really. But thank you for writing in because I did want to talk about this <laughs> and I am chuffed that she's gone. It's only a positive. What? No, At what point does it become a negative? No. The other problem is I'm just thinking back to that point where we seen Maggie watching Wrestle Kingdom and like watching like the, oh, I want to see some psychology. <laughs> Alright, now, now show, show me some great wrestling. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I think you're right, right, right. Show me Dixie gone. <laughs> Show me Jeff Jarrett coming back. <laughs> Ectoplasm. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, um, I was about to think of the terminology for this. A-R-O-J. <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I'm... tell me what. Give, give, give me a reason why it's negative. I didn't think it was a negative. Oh, um, because Jamie Borash says she's the best boss ever. Jamie Borash, who was deaf on a fan's family. We discussed that in the last one. <laughs> we discussed it in the first one. Was it the first one? Yes. There you go. You want RP and Jeremy Borash? Go back to the first episode. And if it's not on that one, listen to episode two. And if it's not on that one, listen to episode three. Yeah, it's definitely not on episode Get four. Get our listens off. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not on episode four, we know that. Maybe we may have covered it again because we wanted to. It wasn't on episode four. I don't think. <laughs> For you know, <laughs> it was Bunkle. Yes. Watch as I wink. Yes. Now watch as I <laughs> Now as I nod and stamp your foot, you say hello. <laughs> hello, Mr. Titan. Hello. <laughs> well, no, I, I think, to be fair, preferring to get a TV deal, well, I'm not suggesting <laughs> over here, Finally, get a better TV deal. Yeah. So, uh, I read some. I can't remember if I read somewhere or heard it somewhere that they were possibly going to Hulu. Which, but um, I seem to remember reading it somewhere. Um, which would be quite interesting because that would be a coup for them. Really, I think that would help them a lot. Yeah, put them in more revenue off what they're on now. Well, yeah, it's, you can yeah. get Raw and you can get all sorts of cool. Yeah. Family Guy and all the mainstream stuff. Yeah, yeah. Night after air, you can get it on. Right, right. Oh. So I think that'd be quite that'd be quite good for them. Um, in terms of actual talent that they've got, Jeff Jarrett coming back is only going to be a positive, though. I don't think he ever draw a dime, uh, or at least maybe not so much. I don't think he ever did. I know a lot of people in the wrestling business don't think he ever did. But you know, at the end of the day, does Jeff Jarrett still have name value? Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure he'll still be able to go in some capacity, but he's all. He can't be your main star because you can only go as high as Jeff Sherrod's star will take you, and it's a too mediocrity because he is mediocre at best. Or oh, unless he books himself and has to put himself over. Yeah, but even, even so, I mean, in terms of Jeff Jarrett's drawing power, in terms of Jeff Jarrett's talent, yeah. he is. <clears throat> he is a mediocre. Talent, and he's now an aging media talent. So, again, you can't book him as your transcendent star. You need to create one, um, which I thought they were doing with Bobby Lashley, but then stopped that that train rolling. <laughs> Don't I sit around Bobby Lashley and the belt you have all the house, whatever? No. Yeah. <laughs> I say at one point it seemed like the way they were going. At one point they were pushing madness when we when I used to watch it, and he was the champ. But again, they kind of killed that as well. But now he's not. 
people even less cool. But the British Invasion, that was a good angle. That was cool. Magnus one sort of engine. He popped keep off from in GF Yeah, GFW. Right. But no one seems to know what that is anymore. Is it a company? Is it an entity? Is it a name? No idea. I say I don't really know much about it. No one seems to. Yeah. I don't think Jarrett's aware anymore what GFW is. Well no. I'm guessing that we'll do some sort of deal with Tay. <laughs> no, he's in it. <laughs> this was originally rumoured anyway. The problem is, it's like, as Billy Corbin said when he came in, he's like, the first thing we're going to do is rebrand it, get yeah. rid of Tay and Yeah. So hopefully, Jarrett may possibly do the same. Yeah. Well, swimming used to, because it's. <laughs> It's not only been dragged through the mud, it's been dragged through the mud, shit, the sewer. It's been kicked, shot, set on fire, brought back to life, shot again. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 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 definitely dead now. <laughs> Please give up. Sad <laughs> Borash, I'll try and live forever. Borash won't die, I thought it's keeping me behind thinking it's about to kill the boss in the world. <laughs> Well, let's hope not. <laughs> the future could be bright. The future could also be the same shit that we used to. That's in the conflict. Yeah. Uh, see an anime, rest in peace. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Um, next one, Paul asks, opinions on the Nexus. Now I'm going to let you answer this. You answer by, you watched all five seasons or whatever. Of the Nexus, or...? Oh, oh no, yeah. Okay, Williams has opinions on the Nexus. So, right, okay. The Nexus could have been awesome, but instead John Cena shot it. That's, that, that's pretty much something up. Basically, the Nexus could have been really, really good, but then they suddenly, for some reason, decided that, oh, well, uh, we don't like them having... Was it seven members? So we'll fire one of them and not tell anybody why and not tell anybody that that's happening. So we'll just fire one of them and act like it didn't exist. Then we'll have Cena squash them every week. Oh no, sorry, he didn't even do that. He kind of did. And then we'll have the, the leader of the Nexus go over on John Cena. So John Cena has to join the Nexus. But John Cena can't turn heel because it made this fat man in an affliction t-shirt cry. So what we now have to do is keep him a face, but inside a heel faction, and he just beats them up every single week. Oh, great, that's really good booking, uh, not. Um, so, yeah, that was stupid. They had a great thing, they could have turned into almost like an NWO style thing if they really wanted to, because I've one bought a t-shirt, and check out, seriously, regret. Um, I will never ever wear outside. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's. I don't know when you really want a Nexus t shirt. What? I think we only want the Nexus t shirt. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's the coolest thing ever! It was cool, because it could have been cool. At the very beginning, it was really cool. They came out, they attacked people, they left. Right. It, it could have been the shield. It could yeah. have been the shield. But they thought, no, we're not doing that. Because John Cena doesn't like it, so John Cena's going to shit on everybody again because he has to go over 
And even when he doesn't go over, he's still shit on it in the end. I was going to say, Nexus are poor, you have to wear one of these. Oh, wearing Nexus shit. Dear God. At least there was some semblance of style. That course was terrible. But again, were terrible. Well, they were terrible. Well, that was a stupid idea. Oh, well, it kind of worked that first time, so let's do it a second time. We'll give them even less chance to get over and uh, put them all to lose. Try, I'll try again with the new Nexus. Yeah, no, again, excuse me. Just ridiculous. The, ne- the Nexus, isn't it? It should, have never, it should have come along and stayed the course. And they panicked at the end of it. But I don't know who panicked. The rumors that I've been reading, especially recently, with it, John Cena just didn't like it. And Skip Sheffield, sorry, um, right back, didn't say on his podcast that the whole reason they killed it because John Cena didn't want it to happen. Because John Cena didn't like the fact that somebody else could have been in the spotlight. So, yeah. That was it. You get the goal. I thought they were already dead. Job pop, okay? Should be better. Sorry, that's the wrong No, Casey, put the knife down! <laughs> Like I said to you in I think episode, the last episode of the investors that they leave now a problem with the company. I'm going to speak about it on a podcast. Yeah. But then that goes down the whole road, road of, oh, I'm going to appear on your podcast. Now you have to appear on mine. We're talking about the same, exactly the same stuff, just slightly differently. Yeah. So, well, Rick Flair stopped doing his recently. Oh, did he stop doing it? All right. I didn't even know what it is. He started doing it because uh, the thing when I did listen to this thing, about the Steve Austin podcast, he did an episode with Rick Flair that was really interesting. But I, 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 I don't think I'd Stephen Dale's listen to Flair the way. To be honest, it sounded like it was Flair and like producer rather than like Flair sitting by himself quoting. Yeah. The audible and yeah podcast what? I don't need John podcast one. Oh, I don't know. That was just that was just a guess because they were all on podcast. Maybe um, Adam Rose. Well, again, pointless. <laughs> but uh, so, I don't know, what did you think of the Nexus? Because again, I, it was an amazing moment when Wade Barrett went over. The problem was, I, I didn't see much in the Nexus like, other than on the odd. Yeah. I think I've, I've managed to somehow box the Barrett scene match possibly after as long. You see, Barrett scene match was, it, it stuck at it. It could have been so. It could have meant so much more than it did. It could have been so good because I just remember looking at the crowd, and there's one guy on the front row who was sick, actually jumps up and is getting in people's faces and everything. There's kids crying. There's that fat guy in the stupid affliction shirt. There's, you know, hugging his wife because John Cena lost. You know, grown men crying. Because someone lost a wrestling match, which is fake, people. You know, it's just unbelievable. It's so funny. Yeah. Sorry, but it is. <laughs> no, I mean, I'll get around. Come on, come 
see you, Tim. I fail me. so good because there was a certain element of the wrestling fans that wanted to see it and it was great to see it and they bottled it and just didn't like I say if it was Cena then shame on you Let me know if you think Ryback was bullshit. That's kind of what I want to know. Let me know what you, what what you think. Because I, I partly thinks he was, but then again, so what Punk got then from his wife? Let let us know if you think Ryback was fibbing. <laughs> it's what you should have said. Probably. <laughs> what now? Right onto the wall. Oh, okay. Two wheels the door. Going. She said there's the man in the bathroom. I don't. Well, I'm not, not getting it now. It's a matter we have it. Uh, next one, the one you really want to cover. Okay. Uh, remove, <laughs> four off. Remove one from history. Okay. Undertaker, The Rock, or Stone Cold Steve Austin. Explain the reasons for. And against. Alright, okay. I'm gonna remove the Undertaker. Straight away. I don't think. To be fair, I can make an argument. I can't. The only one that I cannot make an argument to remove is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because wrestling wouldn't be what it is today without character. And without somebody taking that character. Now, the reason why I'm choosing the Undertaker. Is because despite his longevity and despite how he's made that gimmick work, considering it probably wasn't looked upon that favourably when it first came around, yeah. <clears throat> I don't think there are that many great matches with him to take with it. And I don't think he is a draw. And so I'll explain, I'll explain why. I think the Hell in a Cell match with Mankind is a good match. I cannot name another match I, off the top of my head, that I really enjoyed that he was in. I didn't like. Oh no, sorry, I'll tell, tell you, I, I can name one. Brock Lesnar in Hell in a Cell. That was alright. Cool. The streak at WrestleMania. One or two good matches in it. Uh, the Booger Red character, not really into it. Biker Undertaker, okay, Roland was good, but he was good for a week. But then we all had it on our phones and whatnot anyway, so that kind of lost its pizzazz. Yeah. Um, I was, the Ministry of Undertaker was fine, but was, again, that, I don't think without, without Stone Cold Steve Austin, that anybody would have watched. And how about how about how about how about Yeah, but again, that all stems from <laughs> Vince McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin's oh. feud. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. tried to bring him back on a part-time basis and had him win the title so that he could face John Cena for the title of WrestleMania. And then, he was that much of a draw. They did it again the year after. So, he has been, very mind the Undertaker was there at this time, but the draw was still crap. The draw was Stone Cold Steve Austin. It wasn't the Undertaker. The Undertaker has always been the secondary character. And that's why I think you can you could erase him and have somebody who steps into that place. King could have done it. What do you think? Uh, you think uh, the problem is, is like most of the most enjoyable moments are the attitude era. Or no, one of our favourite series. Yeah. There was golden at times. Near enough all three of them. Yeah. But, like, rocking off the mortal and taker. So, See, you're agreeing with me. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty much fine to agree. Do you agree for the same reasons? Yeah, I'd never say, I wouldn't, like, because I can't remember sort of who was the main draw when Austin left his neck in the room and that time he only had to be champion. Yeah. So it was never, it was never well, the draw in that No, time. but again, even even back then, Bret, was it Bret Hart was your champion? So about, I think about Bret, Sage, Sean, well, no, not seven, so yeah, Sean and Bret. So, where's your interest well, he's in the company, but he's not drawer. So again, he's, he, the way let's say, the way I look at it is, he was never the guy. He was too big, the guy. Yeah. So you have to. Yeah. And I mean, even though he's been the mainstay and yeah, the streak. 
Yeah, but this street doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> it's just an excuse to bury young guys and get paid every year. Um, like I say, it, I think you could have. I mean, you could add so you could put so many different names into a similar situation, but we won't be where we are about Stop Lost Investing. The Raptor has been that transcendent of wrestling. He's the highest paid actor in Hollywood today. He's done something right. And like I said, if you're walking, like I, I remember being a kid and walking around in those days, and you arrive at a Stone Cold Steve Austin and rock that, you meet that many people and say, oh, actually, no, I'm a, I'm a concert fan. You get the odd big fan. But there was no, oh no, I'm going to take you to the first place, man. I don't know. It's what you think. Wrestle Kingdom has just been on before. Yep. And it's a lot different in terms of style to the US WWE type. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? So, yes, it's a good thing to have diversity of styles. Yes, I prefer it. Um, we discussed the style of wrestling I prefer before. Um, but again, as we talked about in, I like the silent crowd. I like the fact the crowd's blacked out. I like that the focus is on what's happening in the ring, not this stuff on the outside. Yeah, I like it. It's like the WWE. It's all about well, yeah. It's all about the production value. The Yes, there's good, there's good in ring action, it's getting better and it's becoming more nuanced and niche to that style, yeah, to that indie style of wrestling, because more and more indie wrestling is going to be this WWE style. But you still have stupid storylines, stupid gimmicks like, oh, let's have this story because these two guys cheat because then this is the time to go on, or, you know, sex best storyline. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's happening, Katie, it's happening. And I know and I know these things happen in Japan as well, but as soon as it comes to win the ring, the commentators aren't talking about that. They're not talking about everything that's going on backstage, not you know, back to these people who are on the outside or anything like that. The first time moves, match, what's happening in the ring. The psychology of the match. <laughs> the last one saying that I don't think it was new Japan was a Japanese Japanese, maybe and uh, it's on YouTube, it's like the, the greatest entrance in wrestling. Mm-hmm. So it's a guy, he's there like rubbing a lamp, right. like a genie's lamp. He's there, it's like the, the commentator went mental. He's there like looking at him and rubs it, throws it in his hole, and yeah. smoke comes up out of nowhere. And it's just all like a massive, like yeah. a massive cloud almost. It's all slowly descends and mute your stuff there. Yeah, nice. Um, but it's like the thing you've got on, you can't see everything from looking at things. Right. So you get the wee sort of tiptoeing towards the ring, and like Tajiri, I think it's Tajiri in the ring, it's just look on Tajiri's face and brilliant. <laughs> but it's again, it's like going with that thing of like trips and like jack, yeah, probably. He's like, I'm just mankind, I'm just taking it off and trips and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Completely shit all over it. Yeah. It didn't. Yeah. 
for that whole match, like, the whole thing with an egg and... Mm. It was a proper gimmick storyline, boy. Yes. Yeah. I'd, I'd say. It's like they don't want to do for almost. Yeah. But then this... You have... Japan is like America in a way where you have different stuff. Like you have... You have Chicago, which has... The lucha, the comedy, the strong style. Yeah. The... Just family entertainment stuff. You've got... PWG, which has the strong style stuff. You've got the... High-flying stuff. You've got yeah. the... The WWE, which has sort of strong style. Yeah, you got Ring of Honor. Yeah, you got Ring of Honor, which has their style. You got just Japan, which is kick shit out of each other. Yeah, the assembly is the majority of it is strong style. Yeah, it is, but it's again that's. Well, it's, I think it's. I don't know if it's the way that these athletes, if it is, would that style translate well to America. Uh no, I don't think it does. I don't think I don't think what I like in wrestling is what a lot of people like. Um, I don't. I think it's great for like when you first see it and when you have one-off matches that are proper strong style matches. I think people mark out over it, especially proper wrestling fans or people who like really like technical wrestling like roles. Or even like almost like people who like Chris Benoit, people who like um, that style of technical wrestling, which is a bit more flashy than production and whatnot, and pace. But what you find nowadays is strong style. It doesn't have it doesn't have to be fast paced, and it is it's like that but taking up a notch in terms of the impact and the intensity. Pieces and it's not as let's run over here, flip the deal over here, let's run 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 over here, let's Somebody who's been watching nothing but WWE in their life, it's too slow. They don't, they're not used to being psychologists. Um, it's too slow, and like the slow dissection of each body part, like we discussed before, they're not, their attention span doesn't last that long, almost. I'm not trying to be insulting. Um, I'm trying to say that it, it's geared towards a younger audience nowadays. Which is why John Cena's so heavy yeah. And this, they'll say it now, you will hear it. People who are chanting, let's go see their children and women. And you can hear it. And people who are chanting, see themselves are men. Yeah. Because he, that's, that's where, that's what we've been trying to aim people to kids with, PG and stuff like that. And, I couldn't, I like, my team is 10-6, I couldn't get them to sit through that wrestling match and explain to them why it's good. But I get them to sit through a six-minute John Cena match where he throws a midget at someone. Yeah, probably. You know, or even could I get them to sit through a 
uh, you know, a cane match where he comes out with the mask on and fire and all that, and it's, you know, over the top. So that's the way I think of it. It's done well for Japan, New Japan. I think it's got them behind. Yeah, of course it does. But it's got them behind wrestling fans. You know, with true wrestling fans, so to speak. Rather than what I call like couch wrestling fans. Leave me at the end. Oh, they? Oh, yeah, that's good. Say, more exposure is always better. Um, yeah, we covered the, the TNA thing, this sort of last topic we've got. Sweet. Um, Dad asks, who do you think will be when the WWE UK title? I've got the one to be You can't remove five. You remove five? Yeah, put five. Put five people in the place. Oh, right, okay. There's Danny Birch, okay. Mark Andrews, Roy Johnson, Dan Maloney, Joseph Thomas, Tyson Thibault, James Drake, Tyler Bate, Sam Bradwell, Jordan Devlin, Wolfgang Pico, H.C. Dyer, Trent Seven, and Saxon Huxley. Right. Um, well, I know it's on, well, just quite recently on Facebook, uh, Lineheart was pushing for uh, Wolfgang. So, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's, well, I guess he's giving him his back on, you know. Yeah. That's his, well, I don't want to say pick, but his boy. Um, I'm, Gonna go with Tyson Tebow. Because that's the guy I've seen. You've been James Drake. I have, but not as much. So I'm gonna go with Tebow because I know we can put on I know we can work, I know we can put on a good match. Um just don't let him use a chair. Um, But no, I say I, I have to go with the guy that I know that I've seen that I know can work, that I know has had good matches. So there you go. There's my pick. Take it away, Will. Um. Yeah, I've the one person I've seen Mandrews, seen Tebow, I've seen James Drake. No one has really seen my one of the other guys. I've seen yeah. a few of them like once or twice, but... Yeah. Um, I'm sort of inclined to go for sort of the hometown boy and go James Drake. Yeah, I can't argue with that. To be fair, if I didn't know any of them, I probably would just go with hometown boy. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone with Gaff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James Drake. Yeah. So, so what well, yeah, that's it. Right. Oh, Cassio, Cassio Dono has come back. Yeah, he's huge now. Like, well, this looks huge in the pictures I've seen. I think he's hot fat. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I mean. He's like proper tubby. <laughs> he's That's a good thing. The, one thing. the thing is, the one knocking him last time he was in NXT was that he didn't put the work in to make himself look better. And then he's just gained like 50 pounds or something like that. It looks even worse than just like, He's too good not to sign him. <laughs> yeah, because I was listening to a podcast he interviewed on, I was it last night, and he was saying sort of like it's uh, like 2016 was like my year. Yeah. Like I've been, I've done away, I've had five star matches, like 
think Cody Rhodes, Zack Sabre, Sammy Callahan, I faith all these people yeah. and stuff, and I'm just like constantly. Yeah. It's too good to ignore if I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. Like, so. Oh, I mean. Nakamura, hey, oh no. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Very good. Yeah. You see, again, when we talk about strong style form, whether it get over, look at Shinsuke Nakamura. He's got it over. Or could you sit and watch five hours of that? I don't think the average wrestling fan can either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anything else you want to No, I'm cool. We will eventually get to Heatwave 98. We will one day. I keep promising it. But we will do it. <laughs> God damn it, Coxie. We'll do it. We'll do it next episode. Alright, okay. You shake hands on the mic. Well, last time we shook hands on the mic. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll move away from the mic and breathe in. <laughs> People might not get that reference. It's a bit old now. Get it? <laughs> There's been a woman under the age of like 24 who listens to our show. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> You're welcome, man. See, So you will finish. Fair enough. Basically, mm-hmm. um, they're starting to worry about me because I'm a Manchester City fan who prefers Stone Cold Steve Austin to the Undertaker. But it's an obvious choice. <laughs> they are wrong. <laughs> I am right. <laughs> we are right. <laughs> I'll get them on. They can explain their decision. <laughs> you make the call. 
Yeah, right. You book. There you go. Handing you the reins. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll book the next one. Passing you the mug. <laughs> I'm booking it. You're booking it. Yeah, Ben, I'll book it for the next show. You'll have to give me a date. February the 6th. <coughs> yeah, I'll put you down there, by the way. Which part all of it? February the 6th, but any of it. <laughs> you made the decision. But, uh, you first put February the 6th. People expect it. And then we won't do it. I'll just go February B. Um, yeah. Well, for the last out of get rid of your smile. <laughs> Can't you get the gun? <laughs> Aim for this area. <laughs> you said you only want one kid. You said you only want one kid, not two. <laughs> Save your life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not our t-shirt for that? Do the come out moment. Put this on. I just save your life. And uh, for the hot start of wrestling, I'm the go. Hey, mate. <laughs> How big is that hole in the car? <laughs> is it big enough for you to go? No. <laughs> Well, he's been Bunkle. The talent. The man of a thousand gimmicks. You're welcome. The baddest man. The baddest <laughs> man. The baddest man. In, in, in podcast wrestling. He's also Bill the Boy. Sign sealed delivered. <laughs> the male man. Soon to be deceased. <laughs> Going down faster than CNA. <laughs> hey, we're around the world. Mate. <laughs> um, I've been Coxie. You can bunkle. This has been the Lost Hour of Wrestling. JB. You've been listening. That's my life! <laughs> Absolute Batman. <laughs> Thank you very much.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.